Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Sister Wives with Mary Jane Kay. Today, I'll be giving my commentary on Sister Wives, Season 17, Episode 9, A Polygamous Divorce. First, I'll give some thoughts that stand out to me. Then, as usual, I'll get into the episode. The thing that stuck out most to me this episode was the way Christine was treated during her announcement that she was moving in a week and her house was under contract. Robin really put her master manipulator skills to work this episode, and she was incredibly rude, disrespectful, and condescending towards Christine. She tried to spin Cody's narrative that he was marginalized and inconsequential to Christine in their marriage. There is nothing Robin won't do to enable Cody's toxic bullshit and justify it. She straight up called Christine a liar, and then she claimed she misunderstood what she heard as an excuse for her blatant disrespect. She called Christine a liar, and then when she realized she overstepped, she backpedaled. She pretended she misunderstood. Robin somehow gathered that Christine was saying that she and Cody were the only ones with a good relationship in Vegas, and must be those voices in Robin's head again. She called Christine a liar, then she triangulated Janelle into it, saying Janelle and Cody also had a good relationship in Vegas. Janelle was pissed when Robin triangulated her in. To get out of accusing Christine of lying, as Robin dismissed everything Christine did to try to make her marriage work and her marriage experience, as she made a feeble and disgusting attempt to invalidate Christine and what she experienced, as she attempted to invalidate the fact that Christine is divorced, Robin accused Christine also of not communicating with Cody, and Cody accused Christine of influencing how the kids think of him and the divorce. He also made a point to complain that he was a victim of Christine, marginalized by Christine, not given a voice, not given a choice. This man was given chance after chance for 27 years. He rejected that chance every time, instead choosing to do what was convenient for him and doing his usual of burying his head in the sand like he always does, hoping it will magically evaporate into thin air, that all of his marital issues will just float away, and that Christine would just tolerate a shit husband and an incapable father to her kids just because she's in the faith or just because she's committed to the family, that she will always accept a loveless, sexless marriage, getting less than she deserves, getting less than her wants and needs met, and her kids also not getting their wants and needs met from their father. Cody assumed he didn't have to try. He didn't need to be inconvenienced. Christine would learn to tolerate it. She would stay indoctrinated by this bullshit, but it didn't work out that way for good old Kotex and his goblin. And now selfish goblin is sad and angry, not for the family, not for the kids, not for Cody. 
She is frustrated because it's not the picture she imagines in her mind of what the family will be. And Christine's departure really bursts her dream bubble. It sucks out all the hope for that. So Robin is crying for herself because the dream of her ideal family that she bought into when she married Cody will never come to fruition with Christine leaving. It will never manifest according to her plan with Christine's departure. Broken pitcher, selfish woman. It seems Robin is also upset all for herself because she knows Cody will turn up the misery, the anger, the resentment, and the moods. And her home environment is going to be hell. Cody will take his moods out on Robin and the kids. There will be lots of walking on eggshells in that household. There will be lots of moods, lots of outbursts, lots of stress, lots of coddling to Cody, and lots of attention required for him. And Robin knows she has to do it. She has to be the one to handle Cody, to manage Cody. It's like having another child. She has to experience it. And because Christine is leaving, it makes Cody less fun, less honeymoon phase. And Robin has to be the one to deal with the mess with Cody in her house. And she's mad for herself. She's angry herself. She's sad for herself. This isn't about the family or the kids or Christine and her feelings or Cody. This is all about Robin being mad and sad for herself and what she has to deal with with Cody because of it. And it also ruining her ideal picture in her mind. Robin is selfish. Everything is all about Robin, Robin, Robin and how it affects her. And Cody is the exact same way. Selfish and narcissistic, allegedly. Christine tried for 27 years. She tried to make her marriage work. She made an effort. Cody refused. Cody ignored Christine. He expected Christine to just accept that this unfulfilling, miserable marriage was her lot in life. It was incredibly disrespectful of Cody to try to villainize Christine, the mother of his kids. And it was incredibly rude and disrespectful of Robin to try to dismiss and attempt to invalidate Christine and all of her feelings and all she experienced during her marriage and all of the effort that she made for 27 years to make her marriage work. It wasn't Robin's place to interfere, yet she always interferes when it's not her place and she feels entitled to. Goblin tried hard to invalidate Christine. She tried to invalidate Christine's voice, to dismiss it. She tried to dismiss Christine's feelings, to invalidate her point of view. Everything was dismissed. Everything was attempted to be invalidated. Robin is a selfish, vile, master manipulator, and a mean girl. And that showed this episode. She said before she had high morals and ethics because of her faith. So if her morals and ethics were on display this episode, that bar of standards is in the mud and the dirt and the muck and the mire, just like with her husband, Cody. It's the same because these two idiots are cut from the same cloth. Soulmates, hellmates, birds of a feather, doing all of that flocking together, this episode attacking Christine. Robin enabling Cody, Robin running the show, really showing her true colors, and it's a horrific, ugly, vile picture on display. 
Robin lied through her teeth, attempting to invalidate Christine at every turn. Christine is a woman who Robin the empath, the supposed sensitive one, should be able to empathize with and understand. She herself was in a troubled marriage. She herself was unhappy and unfulfilled in her first marriage. And she got a divorce and she understands the emotions, the feelings, and the stigma attached to the woman who chooses to leave in their community and in their church. She understands the emotional roller coaster. She understands the suffering that one has to contend with, all while raising her kids virtually alone. So after going through a similar experience and knowing how it feels, how can she sit woman to woman with Christine and invalidate her experience and dismiss it and treat her like an elementary school bully at recess on a playground. Robin is a mean girl, the original mean girl. And what we saw this episode was backyard bullying by a woman who should be ashamed of herself for behaving in such a vile manner with no self-respect, not a shred of dignity or compassion. Robin looked like a lunatic. She looked like the person she is. Selfish, mean, insensitive, distasteful, cruel, condescending, egotistical, inauthentic, toxic, disrespectful, undignified, etc. And how can she look herself in the mirror and feel good in her skin after the way she treated Christine? I will never know. Woman to woman, for her to know exactly what it is that Christine is going through and for her to dismiss it and to work to invalidate it, to work to invalidate Christine's experience, knowing exactly what Christine is going through, just to enable her husband, that's sick. It's disturbing. And it shows Robin's priority is Cody and it's herself. And it shows just how selfish and Robin-centric Robin's world is, how sick her mind is, how abusive she is, and how much of a bully she can be. Robin attempted to suggest that Christine didn't communicate with Cody. Christine didn't try hard enough. Christine is a liar. And when she crossed that line, she backpedaled, pretending to misunderstand what Christine was saying when she knows damn well Christine never said it and she is the one who said it. And Mary backed Robin up. She dismissed it as Robin simply misunderstanding what Christine was saying. Saying, oh, Robin must have heard things wrong. This is all bullshit. Can one mistake apples and oranges? Can one mistake the sound of a cow mooing and a dog barking? In my opinion, Robin's misunderstanding is about two things. Maybe three. Her deflection so she can avoid taking accountability for blatantly disrespecting Christine and losing control and calling her a liar in her anger. And also her guilt. Her guilt is leaking through. Robin's guilt over being the favorite wife and knowing that she is the favorite wife is leaking all over the place. Robin claimed she misunderstood what Christine was actually saying, which was that she and Cody had problems since Vegas. All Christine said was that she and Cody had problems since Vegas that the kids noticed. And what Robin heard was that Christine said that she and Cody were the only good relationship in Vegas. And so Robin called Christine a liar and she said Janelle and Cody had a good relationship too. 
Did Robin misunderstand or was that Robin's guilt? Her conscience. She knows she is the favorite wife. She knows she has the best relationship with Cody. It's incontrovertible. However, she feels so self-conscious about it, vehemently denying it almost every episode. She even went to the lengths of gaslighting the other wives, her fellow sister wives, that her heart swells with love for. And she even attempted to lie to viewers and gaslight them too. All on camera by suggesting that the wives just misperceived that she was the favorite wife and that they got unequal time to her or less time than she did from Cody. Obviously, Robin gets the lion's share of Cody's time, among other things, as the wives get less. Things aren't equal across the board for all the wives in every household. Cody basically lives monogamously with Robin. Yet Robin tried to lie to viewers and gaslight her sister wives by suggesting the wives only perceived getting less time from Cody than she was because they were struggling with him in their relationships, so they viewed everything through a negative lens. They clung to the bad, the negative, because of their negative mindsets when it comes to Cody, who they struggle with in their relationships. And that's why they misperceive things, but their truth that they were getting less time, that they weren't getting fair and equal, it wasn't true. It was just a misperception on their part, according to Robin. She was suggesting that the obvious reality we all see and the absence of Cody at his other wives' households was just a misperception because they were negative about their marriages, so they perceived it negatively. That that wasn't the actual truth that Cody was absent. It was that they just had negative mindsets, so they saw things negatively. Gaslighting is making people doubt their reality, making them doubt the truth, making them doubt themselves. And Robin also wanted viewers to doubt their eyes and ears and what they saw on camera too. And she wanted us to doubt the other wives saying that Cody was absent at their households, that they weren't getting consistent equal time, that they weren't getting equal time to Robin, the favorite wife. I wonder about Robin mishearing things. Does she actually hear things? Does this woman have auditory hallucinations? It's not the first time this has happened. When you think about the Shira alter ego, like a voice in her head, who she had conversations with in the book, and when we consider her phantom I love you she heard once when Cody was on a phone call with another wife, does Robin regularly hear things? Does she regularly have auditory hallucinations? I wonder about that. Either Robin hears things and has serious mental issues like auditory hallucinations, or she said she misheard to deflect from taking accountability for telling Christine she's a liar on camera and losing her shit in front of all of her sister wives and Christine's ex-husband, or she said she misheard because she feels so guilty about being the favorite wife and she is so defensive about being the favorite wife, which she vehemently denies, that she misheard that because it was on her mind that she is the favorite wife and she knows it's true and she feels guilt and it weighs on her conscience and she feels defensive about being the favorite wife. And all of that guilt is just leaking out to the point where Robin hears it and she goes there mentally even when it's not being discussed and it leaks out. The fact that Robin is more important to Cody and the fact that she matters more to Cody 
that he favors her, that has a lot to do with the dissolution of Christine and Cody's marriage. So she probably knows that and she feels it. The third option as to why she misheard might be that she has not even two brain cells to rub together and she can't follow a basic conversation. Which one is it? Or is it all of these reasons? I primarily think that Robin knows she crossed the line when she called Christine a liar and she wants to deflect and she probably has a guilty conscience somewhere in there. Robin has zero credibility to say Christine is a liar. That just goes to show that Christine is telling the truth. It was so cringy to see a woman try to invalidate another woman's feelings and experiences as well, especially when that woman has been through the same thing. It was hard to watch. I keep hoping that TLC cuts out the toxicity, that they cut out Cody and Robin and all of the abuse and toxicity so that viewers can watch a show without cringing throughout. People want to see Janelle and Christine and the kids with an occasional appearance from Mary. It's not enjoyable to watch the fertilizing sessions with Robin and Cody sitting in their shit, treating the family like shit. Cody said this episode that saying Robin was a favorite wife wasn't even a cool thing to say. He said Robin and the kids involve him so he is there and that the other wives don't involve him with the kids. The kids don't come to him. They don't make it convenient. They don't communicate directly with him. What Cody means when he says Robin and the kids involve him is that at Robin's house, they walk on eggshells around Cody. They try to cater to him. They keep him calm. They blow smoke up his ass constantly. They stroke his ego. They make him feel they see him as he perceives himself with his grandiose sense of self. They treat him as their authority and their revered hero who can do no wrong. They make him feel they depend on him. They rely on him. Their world won't spin without him. Cody is catered to nonstop. I bet you he's coddled. He is treated like he is the son. He is regarded like he is the son and they need him to survive. When Cody says they involve him, he means they obey him. They make it convenient for him. They feed his ego. They bend the knee. They cater to his personality issues to make it convenient for him to exist in their home and keep the peace. They don't involve him because he is their hero. They involve him or what Cody means by involve is obey and prioritize and coddle. They obey him. They prioritize him. They cater to him. They coddle him because they know that he is there 24-7. And if they don't cater to Cody and make it convenient and easy, he will be angry and moody and resentful and behave like a toddler, and it will fuck up the vibe of the whole house and the home environment. And Robin knows Cody expects to be prioritized. He expects to be the son in their home. So she treats him as the king of his castle. She probably instructs and encourages her kids to do the same to manage Cody and to keep him at bay. And it enables Cody and his bad behavior further by the play acting that they are doing in a show to control Cody and his rage and his personality issues. Because otherwise, Cody really isn't fun to be around. It's either bend the knee and cook ego feasts and have a stable home environment with Cody present or don't do that and Cody won't be present. Cody will be absent. Cody will create a hellish environment at Robin's house that's even worse than the current one because he has nowhere else to go. 
he feels his presence as a father and a husband is optional. Like I always say, his presence is a reward for good behavior, for obedience, for prioritization of him. Treat him like he is the son and he will be there. If not, he will be absent. And Cody has no other household to go to. So if Robin and the kids don't humor Cody and play his game, tirelessly slaving away at that stove, cooking that feast, supplying that ravenous ego, extra ravenous with this dent of a divorce, it will be hell on them. It will be hell, it will be moods and yelling and anger, and who knows what else. Cody is miserable, he's unhappy, and he will take it out on anyone in his path. So it's easier to play the game. It's easier for now to keep it calm and peaceful. But by now, I have a feeling at Robin's house, they are all doing this out of obligation to maintain a peaceful home environment. They aren't doing it out of this grand respect for Cody, in my opinion. If they once did, I doubt it's that way anymore. Robin has been complaining that Cody is an angry man. He isn't fun to be around. He takes his anger out on her, and his anger affects all of the marriages, even hers. So Robin and the kids don't involve Cody out of love. They involve him or obey him or prioritize him. They bend to him to keep the peace, to keep Cody at bay, in my opinion. It's not that his kids with Robin and Robin involve Cody and include him out of a deep admiration for him. It's that they obey him blindly just to keep the peace at home and to keep Cody in good spirits, like managing a toddler who always has tantrums. I'll bet Cody has a hairpin trigger. The other wives don't obey Cody blindly. They won't do the same bullshit enabling Cody with this song and dance like Robin and her kids do. But they do involve Cody. They do try to include Cody. And Cody refuses to participate in those households, particularly Christine's, as a punishment because they don't bend the knee to him and they don't treat Cody like he is the son. But they do include him. They bend over backwards to accommodate and include Cody, but they won't bend the knee. Cody refuses to show up even when they try to accommodate him. And that's on him. That's his choice not to be there. When Christine wanted Cody to be involved with moving Isabel to college to North Carolina, he refused. She told Cody more than once on the show that she would change plans to include Cody. She would change plans to accommodate him. He could participate any way he wanted to, whatever was convenient for him. Christine made it clear that she was willing to do whatever it is to make it so he could come with Isabel to move her to North Carolina so Isabel wouldn't be hurt by her father yet again and so that Isabel and her father could spend quality time together. Cody refused despite Christine's willingness to accommodate him to facilitate him having a better relationship with Isabel and spending time with Isabel so that he could be there for Isabel and not disappoint her again. Cody refused because he was upset about the divorce, which has nothing to do with Isabel, because he was mad at Christine, he robbed Isabel of quality time. That doesn't hurt Christine. It hurts his daughter who has nothing to do with the marriage relationship between Christine and Cody. 
Christine tried to bend over backwards to accommodate Cody so that he would join Isabel. He refused because of COVID, yet he drove cross-country and he attended that wedding. Cody said he didn't want to travel with Christine because they were divorcing. He punished Isabel by not being there just because he was divorcing Isabel's mom. The only person this hurt was Isabel. That was so unfair to Isabel. Grown adults co-parent. They stomach it. They get along for the sake of the kids for certain things when co-parenting. Why couldn't Cody suck it up and be cordial and civil with Christine in order to be there for his daughter? His daughter has nothing to do with the relationship between her mom and dad or the divorce, and she doesn't deserve to be neglected by her dad or punished because of his negative emotions towards her mom, Christine. Cody needs to compartmentalize his emotions and stop punishing his kids by neglecting them when he has a rocky relationship with their mothers. That's weird and fucked up, and the kids don't deserve to be punished with neglect and absence from their dad just because he's in a rocky relationship with their mom or just because he has negative emotions towards their mom. Why should the kids pay the price? Is Cody not man enough to be there for his kids and to separate the bad relationship he has with their mother from the unconditional love he has for his child and the bond and the connection he has with his kids? Why should his kids suffer? Why do they pay by suffering from their father's neglect? Cody hadn't seen Truly since the brief conversation he had with her about the divorce. And he said initially that he wanted Truly three or four days a week. He was getting her a room and a bed for her at Robin's house. He'd have to see about it, he said. He wanted 50-50 custody. He said that. So why hasn't he seen Truly? He still hasn't seen about the room. Now it's months later. He hasn't seen truly since the divorce conversation that he had with her. If you can even call it that. I gather from what truly said, it wasn't that much of a talk. He still hasn't set up truly's bedroom. He said this episode that he doesn't have a bedroom for truly at Robin's mansion. There are no free bedrooms available. So in that whole big mansion, there isn't a guest room or even a pull-out sofa that Truly could use till people can be moved around to make space for Truly, a space that is hers at her father's house. Did Cody ask permission from Robin and was he declined approval? Why isn't the room for Truly done? Why doesn't she even have a bed at Robin's house? How does Cody want 50-50 custody of Truly and to see her for a couple of days a week and to make a room for her at his home? Yet he still hasn't seen her once since the brief divorce talk they had and the bedroom still isn't set up and now there isn't room apparently and it's months after Cody suggested it. It still isn't done. Cody hasn't seen Truly in months. He says it's too uncomfortable to visit at Christine's and there isn't room at Robin's. So why hasn't Cody made a room? Why can't he pick Truly up for sleepovers and spend some time with her at Robin's house each week? He can find a space for a bed for Truly in that mansion, can't he? Is it just not big enough? Is there no space in one room to make a bedroom or to even put a bed for Truly? He can't find one corner in that mansion to put a bed for his child in that whole big mansion? Really? Are we expected to believe that? Cody has zero intention, in my opinion, of making Truly a bedroom 
or of taking 50-50 custody or of seeing Truly for three or four days a week, even while she was still in Flagstaff. If Cody wanted to see her, if Cody was all about Truly, he would be seeing her as much as possible while she was still local and he would be spending one-on-one time with Truly and prioritizing her until she moves so that they can form a connection and bond and maintain that relationship. If Cody was really interested in Truly, he would take the time to really solidify their bond while she was still in Flagstaff. That hasn't happened. All Cody has time for is complaining about Christine and disparaging Christine, complaining about how Christine doesn't give him a choice. She doesn't consider him, how he is marginalized by Christine, how he is her victim, how he has no say. What a pathetic cock of a man. Seriously, he can make time to be a lunatic and film ridiculous confessionals that really show he has a screw or two loose, but he can't make time for what's important, to put a bed in that goblin's lair for his kid and to spend time with her. I did a poll to see if you guys thought that Cody will actually ever really make a room for Truly at Robin's Mansion. And the results so far are, out of 89 votes, 1% yes, 34% no, Robin hasn't given him permission yet, got 12%, Robin told him there was no room, the mansion is jam-packed, got 20% of the vote, and 33% of the vote was for Cody was just speaking out of his ass when he said it, as usual. So the winner is no. And in second place, we have Cody was just speaking out of his ass as usual when he said it. So no one but one lost soul thinks Cody actually has intention of putting a room for Truly or a bed for Truly in Robin's house like he said he would. Christine tried for 27 years. She did all she could to make the marriage work. Cody refused to make an effort, expecting Christine to just tolerate a perpetually unhappy, unfulfilling marriage. She tried to work with Cody. Cody refused to make an effort to work with her. And now he wants to play like he's the marginalized, voiceless victim of Christine in his failed marriage. He wants to say he wasn't considered. Cody didn't consider Christine himself. Whenever she spoke up, He seemed to ignore it, dismiss it, or invalidate it. A big part of Christine leaving was Cody having an obvious favorite wife and favorite kids, and Cody making it blatantly obvious, and it hurt her kids, and it hurt her. And once it affected her kids, Christine could no longer stand to stay in this marriage. And Cody's kids felt Cody had a favorite household, and a favorite wife, and favorite kids who got different treatment. And he wanted to be with those kids and that wife who he was completely invested in and he wasn't as invested with them and it hurt them that they did not matter enough to Cody and a big part of Christine walking away is she felt Robin and her kids mattered more to Cody. They were more important. Robin's kids were more important than hers and Christine's kids felt that and that hurts. Cody doesn't get to play the victim and talk about how he doesn't matter to Christine, how he wasn't considered. She wasn't considered. She wasn't seen or understood. She wasn't cared for. She wasn't loved unconditionally. She wasn't treated as an equal to Cody or the other wives or as an equal to the favorite wife. 
He marginalized Christine. He ignored her. He dismissed her for 27 years. So he doesn't get to play the marginalized victim now. It's not going to work that way. And all of this carrying on by Robin and Cody really highlights that they are cut from the same ugly, putrid cloth. Soulmates meant to be. They both lie, deceive, deflect, and manipulate. And they're both toxic. And as a woman, Robin should be ashamed of enabling Cody's abusive behavior and manipulation of the other women. Her sister wives, she claimed in season one, her heart swells with love for. What love? What love? Now is the time for Robin to show that love. And all she does is keep the slaps to the cheek coming at Christine. Left, right, left, right calling her a liar, then backpedaling like a teenager to avoid admitting her mistake and taking accountability for it as a full-grown, mature adult woman with a fully formed frontal lobe. Rather than apologize, she misheard. Rather than admit she went a little too far in the disrespect and delusion and enabling Cody spinning his narrative, towing that line, she backpedaled like the amateur she is. Robin tried to diminish discount 27 years of a marriage and 27 years of effort that Christine put into the marriage, telling Christine that she and Cody don't communicate. What good is communication with the human equivalent of a wall when the other person will just ignore and dismiss the communication because they don't care and it's inconvenient and because they're emotionally lazy and of the mindset that if they don't address it, It maybe will just go away and maybe Christine will shut up. Christine did communicate. That's an insult of Robin to say that she didn't. To diminish all of those years of hard work and effort Christine tried to put in to make the marriage work. And it was not Robin's place to speak on these things at all, yet she took charge of manipulating the conversation to try and vilify Christine and make Cody's points for him. It was sick. It was manipulative. It was toxic. It was disgusting. And it was disturbing. That's the behavior of a cold bitch and a mean girl. That's exactly how a mean girl behaves. How can Robin look Christine in the eye and try and dismiss and invalidate her experience as a woman who has been there? It's low. It's despicable. And it just shows Robin's character and her true colors to a T. Cody was sitting there like a lifeless puppet, like he was her little child that she was advocating for in some polygamous nightmare. Robin brought up the church and that the divorce wasn't final because it wasn't through the church. And Cody went along with it. And Robin was pushing a spiritual divorce because she knows it would mean endless appointments and paperwork and counseling. And in Robin's pea brain, That gives her hope that God might do a miracle. He might reunite Cody and Christine if only they went to the elders. Robin felt insulted that Christine wouldn't do it that way, even though Christine no longer believes in her faith. Christine said this episode that she and Cody both don't believe in the faith. Yet Cody was going along taking Robin's lead, saying, yeah, yeah. Robin took charge of the conversation when it wasn't her place. It's never Robin's place, but she feels entitled to interfere. 
Why is that? Is it because she styles herself the sensitive empath? In the book, she says, she taught the family how to effectively communicate. People supposedly sought her out in the family as a mediator in the family. She was so good at communication and empathy, functional, healthy communication, and she facilitated family conversations. But look at Robin this episode, trying to hijack the conversation and make it about her. And look how ineffective she was and how much damage she did. She was insensitive. She was disrespectful. She was condescending. She was invalidating. She was mean with a false sense of righteousness. She was narcissistic. She was selfish and self-serving. She enabled Cody. She tried to vilify Christine and spin the narrative to flip the optics in Robin's delusion. She thought her two cents, her interference was good for her and her husband. Yet she leaked her true character, her low morals, her resentment and hatred towards Christine with every manipulative phrase she uttered. It only showed Robin's character. It showed her low energy, her low vibes, her calculation, and her cold-heartedness. Listen, Robin is a woman who has been in a marriage where she was abused allegedly. She wasn't seen. She wasn't heard. She was manipulated. She was treated as less than. She was not considered. She was not a priority. She suffered. She was so unhappy that she left that marriage and she knew she deserved better. It got to that same place with Christine. And just because Robin doesn't have a bad relationship with Cody, Christine isn't Robin. And Christine doesn't have a good relationship with Cody. There isn't love. There isn't closeness there. There isn't intimacy. It's two people barely coexisting, one resenting the other, the other miserable knowing her partner isn't capable of better and he doesn't love her. He doesn't see her. He doesn't know her. He doesn't know her kids and there is no connection. There is no bond. It's heavy. It's sad. It's hard. It's suffering. Robin knows exactly what it feels like and she sat there looking Christine in the eye trying to invalidate her experience. Cody's disposition and his personality type and his personality issues and his demeanor and his behavior is far too much for Christine to take all her life knowing Cody isn't capable of better with her. He doesn't love her. He doesn't respect her. And he never will. It would be sad and miserable to stay. It feels bad. It feels gross to stay. It feels like you're drinking poison every day. And Robin knows that if she was really allegedly abused and if she was really in a bad marriage, she knows exactly what it feels like. And that's exactly what it feels like for Christine with Cody in her marriage. Robin couldn't tolerate to live that way in her first marriage with her first husband. And Christine also can't tolerate to do that with Cody. Christine deserves better. Everyone knows that deep down. Even Robin, the ice princess. Instead of dismissing Christine and attempting to invalidate her experience because Robin wanted a cheerlead for her husband, maybe she should picture that Christine feels how she used to feel in her first marriage. Robin wouldn't stay and neither should Christine. And Robin invalidating Christine and dismissing Christine during that whole conversation 
doing spin instead of authenticity. It's particularly abhorrent coming from a woman who knows better, who has been in Christine's shoes, who also chose not to stay in a loveless, unhappy, unfulfilling, traumatic marriage. The lack of compassion and the lack of understanding and the lack of empathy was astounding here. And it really shows how selfish and egocentric Robin is. And it shows her true nature to a T. Shame on Robin for that display this episode. It didn't surprise me, just like Cody doesn't fail to surprise me with how low he can go. It's the same with his soulmate, Robin. She never fails to amaze me with how low the bar is set. Next episode comes the big stabbed in the kidneys monologue from Cody. If it's authentic rage, that man has a serious problem and he needs help. His tone was disturbing. He didn't look or sound in control of himself. Or is it scripted, terrible, bad, horrendous soap opera acting? I'm going to need to watch that whole scene next episode to see. It felt insane and intense, but Cody also is incredibly moody. He's angry. He's unhinged. His tone was very intense. It was very off-putting. It was very abusive. I don't know why Janelle was the only one who seemed to comfort Christine in that preview for next episode. The way Cody was yelling at Christine, I would be scared if the cameras were not rolling and other people weren't present really. Who knows what Cody could be capable of if he can't control himself to that degree. I hope Truly didn't overhear that and I hope she wasn't sitting in the house when Cody was shouting that way. By the way, one other thing that struck me was when Cody said, Truly said, she was okay with the divorce and he said, no kid is okay with the divorce. Truly may not have been okay with the divorce. Divorce is a struggle for any child of parents who separate no matter what age you are. But I'm sure Truly knows that her dad isn't capable of having an honest conversation or of being authentic. She knows she has to be easy and convenient and that Cody will pull away. Kids can sense things. He might pull away if it's a challenging topic or a challenging conversation or if he has to make an effort. And Truly probably instinctively feels that. So Truly probably just makes it easy on Cody, knowing that if she wants to confide in people, there are other people that she can confide in that she feels close to, and it won't be her dad who she chooses to confide in. So she probably told Cody it's okay just to answer and avoid the conversation, knowing that's all Cody can take and that he isn't really capable to have a good communication and an honest conversation with her. And she probably knows if she says that it's hard on her, Cody will then use that as ammunition against her mom. And he will say that maybe Christine is harming the kids with this divorce. Truly is very smart. She probably picks up on all of this. Cody will use anything to villainize Christine. He will use anything he can to twist things. And Truly is a very smart, articulate girl. And she seems to be very intuitive and very observant. And I'm sure she notices everything. She notices her dad's behavior. She notices her dad's patterns. She probably knows it's best to just say that she's okay. Just because she tells him that, it doesn't mean that she is okay and that's her full experience that she is okay with it, that she is having. She probably doesn't want to talk to Cody. She has other people that she prefers to confide in and to spill her guts to, who she can actually be honest with emotionally without fear of criticism, without fear of the other person pulling back. 
truly not wanting to talk to Cody in detail about the divorce had nothing to do with Christine or her evil influence on truly against him. It has to do with the state of Cody's relationship with truly and his failure to invest time and effort in order to bond and connect and know his daughter. And that is on Cody. It's not on Christine and it's not on truly and it's not on anyone else. Truly is a very smart girl. Christine doesn't manipulate truly against her dad. She makes her own judgments based on what she feels from her dad, based on the amount of time and effort her dad invests in her. It's on how much time and effort Cody puts into their relationship. And the poor level of their connection is because Cody doesn't make enough effort to be in Truly's life or to really know her. Even if it's inconvenient for him or hard for him, he should be there getting to know his daughter. Cody doesn't make an effort and he makes empty promises like the bedroom and wanting Truly three or four days a week and he doesn't follow through and Christine knows that. And because Cody doesn't put an effort, Truly and Cody's relationship isn't very strong. They aren't very well connected. Cody isn't attuned to Truly and her needs and her emotions. He doesn't even really know her. He thought she was 10 recently when she's 11. Because Cody doesn't spend time with Truly and he isn't connected to Truly deeply, as a result of that, he won't be the one that Truly wants to talk to or confide in who truly feels comfortable talking to or who truly feels comfortable being vulnerable with. And that's because of Cody. That has nothing at all to do with Christine. One more thing I want to bring up is how Cody said the kids aren't all a cohesive unit. They don't all fit in. He mentioned that Dayton, Aurora, and Brianna, Robin's kids, don't fit in. And again, he threw in Peyton and Leon. Peyton and Cody seem to butt heads. Cody said Peyton was a narcissist in an earlier episode. Peyton is very candid in interviews. He basically says what viewers are all thinking. And I think Cody doesn't like it. Leo has their own life. They probably don't want to be on the show a ton. Maybe they just have their own life and their own people and their own responsibilities. I think Cody is throwing Peyton and Leo in because he knows if he just mentions Robin's kids, Dayton, Aurora, and Brianna as the only ones not fitting in with the cohesive unit of all the kids in the family, he will be seen as prioritizing them and advocating for them alone and showing favoritism to them. Robin has always had the narrative along with Cody that Christine and Janelle are mean girls, high school bullies in their own separate clique. But Robin is the original mean girl. She called Isabel stupid for going to school in person. She called Christine a liar this episode, not just in a confessional scene, but in front of all the wives and Cody. She also dismissed Christine. She tried to invalidate Christine's experience. And as a woman in Christine's position who can understand her feelings and emotions to dismiss her voice, to dismiss her experience, to attempt to invalidate her, to call her a liar, all just to enable your abusive husband and spin his narrative for optics, it's beyond shameful. Robin is a master manipulator. She tried to invalidate and deflect and play dumb and dismiss knowing what Christine feels inside, knowing she is making it worse on Christine, on the kids, on everyone, all because of her ego and her husband's hubris and their selfishness. Shame on Robin for doing that to another woman in her situation when she knows how it feels and she knows a big reason Christine is leaving 
is she feels she doesn't matter as much as her, the favorite wife. Cody says no one is good to Robin. Everyone rejects her. They reject her kids. They aren't accepted. It's personal. Janelle and Christine are mean. They hang out together. Robin is bullied. She isn't allowed in. She's the outcast. No matter what she does or how far she bends for her mean girl sister wives. But Robin is the original mean girl and Cody is her sidekick. He says Aurora, Brianna, and Dayton aren't accepted in the family. They don't fit in. They fit in fine. Cody seems to just want everyone to prioritize Dayton, Aurora, and Brianna and to cater to them and their egos, to go out of their way to coddle them. But that's not the other kids' style or Christine and Janelle's style. All the brown kids are accepting of Robin's kids. All of them are polite to Robin's kids. Isabel seemed incredibly loving and warm with Robin's kids at her graduation party. Mary loves Robin's kids. What does Robin want? What does she expect? No one is mean to her kids. Everyone treats them the same like everyone else. I think Robin wants extra for them. She wants the red carpet for her kids. Just like as a sister wife, as the favorite sister wife, she gets more than the rest of the wives from Cody in every way. She expects her kids also get favorite status too in the family. So far with all we have seen, her kids are accepted and they are treated just like all the other kids at family events. It seems to me her children are the royal children, the active royals in the team. And Cody wants everyone to recognize and kiss that ring and it's not going to happen. Cody says Christine expected more than equal to her sister wives. And it seems to me, just like he gives Robin more than equal, he expects her kids to also get more than equal deference and treatment from the family as well because Robin gets it from Cody. Because Cody is the ramen-haired king of the prairie dog playlands and he deems it so. Maybe that will become a new hoop for his kids to jump through so he can show up as a reward for obedience or as a reward for good behavior and for his kids allowing themselves to be dictated to by him. When Robin says the church is typically involved in a divorce, she says Christine is invalidating their religion without getting the church's approval. And that invalidates Robin and the family's faith. When Robin says that, it attempts to invalidate that Christine is no longer of their faith. And it invalidates that Christine is divorced and she feels divorced. There is no legal contract. She isn't part of their religion and neither is Cody. So Robin says Christine is invalidating their church and their faith. But she invalidates that Christine is part of the marriage with Cody and she feels divorced and she is divorced and Robin is not in their marriage. Christine is divorced and she feels divorced and it's very insulting of Robin to tell Christine she isn't divorced because it's not going through the church and she was only married through the church spiritually. When it is no longer her faith now, she doesn't need some old church elder to validate her divorce. She is already divorced. She is not in that faith. Some old man in a church doesn't need to tell her that she is divorced. She feels divorced. She is divorced and she isn't of that faith anymore. Why does she need to be validated by others for her divorce to be real for her? 
when she isn't legally married and she is divorced in her mind and her soul and her conscience. Robin can say for her, in her perception, that Christine isn't technically divorced until she sleeps with another guy, but it doesn't matter what Robin thinks or feels. Who cares if Robin feels Christine is divorced or not? She isn't in that marriage. It's not her place to dictate what a divorce constitutes for Christine. It's not her place to make a call of when Cody and Christine are divorced. Robin is not married to Cody and Christine directly in their individual marriage. Christine feels divorced. She is divorced. They weren't legally married. No one needs Robin's opinion to validate that Christine is divorced. No one needs her approval or disapproval of that divorce. And no one needs a church elder to deem Christine divorced either. She isn't of that faith. It's disgusting for other people to tell you, you are divorced or you aren't divorced, you are married, you're this, you're that. If they feel it and they know it, they don't need outside validation to tell them they are done with a marriage or that they are divorced. If two people live together their whole life and they treat each other as husband and wife and they aren't legally married, but they feel married and they treat it as a marriage for them, in their experience, in their life, they are married whether legally, spiritually, or not. It's the same thing with a divorce. If two people are not legally married, they hold themselves as married whether spiritually or not, and they decide that they are no longer married or one person leaves and decides they are no longer married, they're divorced, they're separated, that's it. They're not even really technically married under the eyes of the law. What society deems, what a church deems, what someone else's opinions are don't matter for those two people. If they live together and they feel married and they aren't legally married or spiritually married and they treat it as a marriage, then for both of them, they are married. Is it for anyone else to define or dismiss or invalidate? I don't think so. And it's not for anyone to define or dismiss or invalidate if two people who are spiritually married, who are no longer of a faith, if one person wants to leave and says, I'm done, I'm done with this marriage, that's it, they're divorced. They don't need anyone's validation or approval or definition to feel divorced. If they feel it inside, that's it. I understand in the eyes of the law, if they separate, if two people are married and they separate, but they aren't legally married, they just consider themselves married, there isn't legal protection because they aren't legally married under the eyes of the law. But if they feel married, they are married. Why do other people need to define it or feel entitled to do that? Or why do you need a piece of paper? You don't. It's a contract between those two people. And if Christine feels divorced, she is entitled to be divorced. She is done. That's it. She's divorced. No one else gets to define it for her. Whether Cody wants to be divorced or not, it's not up to him. It's not up to Robin. It's not up to the church. It's not up to anyone but Christine. When Christine finds a man to marry, if she wants that and they sleep together, guess what? Christine is divorced. Now it's done in Robin's eyes because according to Robin, once Christine sleeps with another man, then she's divorced which is, I don't know where the fuck she gets that. Christine points out that Cody is not of the faith. She says neither of them are part of the church or the religion. So why is Robin bringing this church stuff up? Maybe she is doing it so the church sees 
that they tried to get Christine to do it the right way through the church to look better with the church so Robin can look righteous. I don't know. I thought it was very weird for Robin to bring up. Robin seems to want to make it look like Christine invalidates their faith, like she's disrespectful of their religion almost. There is a tone there. And Christine reveals Cody isn't in their faith either. So when Robin brings up divorcing through the church, she knows Cody isn't that religion. She just wants to make Christine, who was polygamy royalty, look bad. Maybe it's an extra dig at Christine because of her status in the church when Cody married her. That's why Cody married Christine, in my opinion. She was polygamy royalty. So maybe Robin took a dig saying Christine invalidates their faith because she wants to put egg on Christine's face for the church community to see. I don't know. It's just a thought. Okay, now let's get into the breakdown of Season 17, Episode 9, A Polygamist Divorce. The episode opens with Christine explaining they drove for six days to take Isabel to North Carolina. They saw awesome things across the country. Isabel thinks the road trip went well. The three of them got along great. Truly complains that Isabel's car is the smallest car she will ever be in in her entire life. I don't think the car was small. I think the car was jam-packed and poor Truly barely had any space in the back. She was packed in there like a sardine. When she got in the car and I was looking at it and it was packed to the rafters, I was like, where is this girl going to sit? Christine says Isabel is moving to North Carolina for an adventure and she never wanted to live at home. So Isabel will go live with Maddie and Caleb. Isabel bonded with Maddie and Caleb and she's going to go to college just 15 minutes away from where they live and she will start her new life in North Carolina. Isabel is very excited to live with people who have a beautiful relationship. Truly will miss Isabel 7 out of 10, she says. She's going to miss Isabel a lot, but Isabel is going to be very happy in North Carolina. So she just has to visit a lot, Truly says. When Christine told Truly about the divorce, Isabel was the first person Truly spoke to about it. Isabel and Truly have gotten a lot closer because Isabel has been Truly's go-to with everything. Isabel is going to be staying with Maddie and Caleb. She has a plan to stay for four years tops. Christine says once she decided to leave, she never hesitated on her steps and what she needed to do, no matter how uncertain and scary and intimidating it was to make the steps. She never hesitated on making the steps. She never looked back. Isabel says that she is nervous about how she's going to live without her mom because she depends on her mom too much. Truly still doesn't like the idea of moving. She doesn't want to move. Christine says both Isabel and Truly are very protective of her and they don't want to tell her full on how they feel about things sometimes because they want to protect her and she just finds out later on. So she's just finding out from Truly that Truly doesn't want to move. Truly says she has grown up in Flagstaff. She's gotten used to Flagstaff, so she's going to miss it. Christine says they are leaving Flagstaff. They're moving away from Truly's other moms and from Truly's siblings and her dad, but they are moving towards family as well because in Utah, they are going to live in between Aspen and McKelty, and moving is difficult. She is changing everything in Truly's life, 
But Christine firmly believes she is moving truly to better. Isabel says she thinks it's hard for a kid to not be able to see a functional relationship between their parents. As a family, the last time they gathered was at her graduation party, and that was two months ago, but her mom and dad are separated, so it makes sense that that was the last time they were together as a family. Isabel thinks that it would be a good idea for Truly to move to Utah, where she is able to see McKelty and Tony's relationship, which is extremely healthy, and Aspen and Mitch's marriage relationship, which is also extremely healthy. That's what Isabel is excited for when moving to North Carolina. She is excited to see a healthy marriage relationship between Maddie and Caleb. Isabel is so grateful and humble and appreciative. She says Maddie and Caleb are going out of their way, moving around their lives so she can fit in, and it's the kindest thing anybody has ever done for anybody on this earth. Hunter lives in Baltimore right now, and he never wants people to visit him, Christine says. So he traveled to Maddie's to meet Christine, Isabel, and Truly there. Christine says she is super close with Janelle's older kids. When Janelle was working all of the time, Christine helped raise them, so she has always been close with Janelle's kids, and they have always worked as a team. Christine says there is nothing that can prepare you to say goodbye she isn't ready to have Isabel go. Caleb seems like a really stand-up, sensitive, compassionate guy. He asks Christine how she is doing with all this, and Christine is excited that Isabel is having this adventure, but she is really going to miss her really bad. But she thanks Caleb and Maddie for giving Isabel a safe place to start her adventure. Isabel says the last year she has been very emotional Everything was changing and with her mom and dad's divorce as well. So she thinks the past year has been hard emotionally. Christine has been going through a hard time as well and so has Isabel. Isabel says her mom depended on her a lot so it got heavy in the house and it got very emotional when Christine was going through it. And she sought out Isabel and she depended on Isabel And Isabel thinks it's hard for a young kid to see their mom in such a sad state because the last year was really hard living at home. Christine doesn't know when she and Isabel will see each other next. Christine wanted to come visit next month and Isabel told Christine they have to wait because if Christine comes to visit that soon, Isabel knows she's going to want to go back with her and she won't stay at Maddie's. So Isabel said it would make it harder if they see each other a lot, so their best bet is Christmas. Isabel says it's good for Christine to be able to live with herself instead of living with herself and needing her, and also for her not to need her mom anymore. It is really hard, really hard to be a child of parents who have an unstable, unhappy relationship, and to live in that environment, it's heavy, it's hard. There is walking on eggshells. You hear and see things. You hear and see the tone of everything and the fighting. And a lot of times if the mother is upset and emotional, understandably, because they cannot go to their husband who is supposed to be their support, they cannot turn to their partner, they end up turning to their kids for support and they triangulate the kids in and they talk to the kids and they rely on the kids a lot emotionally and for support. And it's heavy and it's emotional and it's very stressful for kids. It's very difficult for kids. It's really a lot for a kid to take on. 
And the mom can then depend on the kids for that emotional support when it's a lot to put on a child and it can be a big burden and it can be unfair and it can be a big stress on the child and it can make a kid have to grow up way too fast. I think kids really look to their parents as stability and support and for security and protection. And when they see how vulnerable their parents are, how stressed or emotional or sad or brokenhearted adults can be, and the kid is supposed to rely on this parent for strength and protection and emotional support themselves, and instead they have to protect and support their parent and help them with their emotions, it can really change the dynamic in the family. It can change the roles in a family. It can change the dynamic a lot. It can put a lot of stress and burden on the child who takes on a protective, supportive role for their parent who is supposed to be doing that for them. The parent is supposed to be doing that for their child, and sometimes things happen the other way around. To see the person you look to for guidance, sad and broken and struggling, is very hard. Because where do you go then as the child? You have to be the strength that gets the parent through, and it's hard. And the parent then depends on the child rather than another adult for support. And the mom depends on the child and the child might get enmeshed. They might get intertwined with the parent where they depend on each other in more than a typical child-parent relationship. It can be heavy. It can be stressful. It can be hard. It can be a burden. It can be emotional. I don't think Christine is a bad parent. I don't think she wanted to burden Isabel. I don't think Isabel would have it any other way than supporting her mom. And Christine is very supportive of her kids. I am not knocking Christine. I am not bashing her in any way. I am not criticizing her in any way. This happens with divorce, especially with a narcissist or an abusive parent. Not Christine being the narcissist. I'm meaning Cody. Sometimes the mom doesn't have friends or isn't allowed friends. And I'm not saying with Christine that was the case. It's just in certain situations All a mom has, if their partner is a narcissist, all the mom has sometimes are her kids. So things happen that way where everyone gets enmeshed and the parent just has the kids to turn to and vice versa. So Isabel wanted to be there and she was there, but it was probably difficult. It took a toll to see the person she was supposed to rely on in a sad place, unable to be the strong protector and supporter of her kids because of her emotional state. So Isabel stepped up to support her mom. They depended on each other very deeply. So Isabel now wants space to figure out who she is without her mom there and without having to be there for her mom. That's natural, and it's natural that the kids would also be their mom's support in this situation. Christine needs to learn to live without having Isabel to rely on for her support emotionally. They have to live separate lives so they learn to cope on their own. And Isabel seeing her mom brokenhearted also will affect her own emotional state as well. It's a heavy burden to place on a child and it's no one's fault. So now Isabel has the perfect environment at Maddie and Caleb's to figure out who she is separate from her mom and she has a great support system with Maddie and Caleb and she gets to also see good marriage relationship modeled to her and that's priceless. When all you get is being raised, seeing a turbulent, abusive relationship between your parents, it's hard to know how to have a healthy, functional relationship if you haven't seen it modeled to you and all you know is what you saw and you know you don't want that. You don't know how to do what you do want, which is the opposite of what you saw growing up. 
So this gift of allowing Isabel to witness a healthy, functional marriage relationship is priceless because if you don't see it modeled to you, it's hard to even fathom that it even exists or how to do it or that you can have it yourself. This time will be good for Christine too because Christine has to figure out who she is now, divorced, on her own. She has to grow and rely on herself and she has to find the right emotional support outside of her kids to rely on. In Utah, Christine has family who can be there for her. So this is great for everyone and truly will also have great marriage relationships modeled to her through Aspen and Mitch and Tony and McKelty, plus a ton of family support. And her mom, Christine, will be a much happier, freer, lighter person as she figures all of this out. I want to reiterate that I think Christine is a phenomenal mom. She was the heart of the Brown family for her family and for Janelle's family. And what happened with her and Isabel depending on each other was naturally going to happen. It's not Christine's fault. They were in a new place. She didn't have people to rely on for support. Flagstaff was relatively new. She didn't have a lot of people for emotional support. And it's natural that she relied on Isabel. And it was a lot for Isabel. And Isabel relied on her mom too. They depended on each other. And now they will figure out themselves without that enmeshment. But Christine did the best she could. And Christine did nothing wrong. And Isabel did the best she could. And I am not criticizing Christine for putting Isabel in that position. It was just natural. She did not put Isabel there. Things just unfolded that way. They went through the move to Flagstaff and COVID and living within a dysfunctional family and Cody becoming increasingly unhinged and the scoliosis and the divorce together. So it's natural that Christine had a hard time. How could she not? She's human. And it's natural that Isabel supported her mom and that they turned to each other as her mom supported her and that now they need space to find themselves individually. Christine says it's super cool that Maddie, Janelle's daughter, and Isabel, her daughter, are super close. They are raised with this big, huge family and this big, huge family picture. But Christine says by leaving Cody and leaving the family and moving, she is changing the dynamic and it keeps her up at night. Christine needs to tell all the wives and Cody that she will be moving next week and she has no idea how they will respond. She knows it's going to be a huge shock. Next, Mary has a best friend, Jen, that we meet. Jen looks a lot like Aurora. A while back, I seriously saw that woman, Jen, in a photo with Mary once, and I thought it was Mary with Aurora and that Aurora just put on some weight. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think Jen and Aurora look alike. Mary and Jen film their conversations talking and being stupid and goofy because that's what they do best. And Mary doesn't do this with that many people. They play a flashback of Mary being goofy with Christine as Christine tackles Mary to the ground. Mary says she has had those kinds of relationships within her family before, but her family is kind of weird right now. The relationships are weird. Mary doesn't have these kinds of relationships with people in her family right now. Mary introduces us to her BFF, Jen. She lived in Las Vegas while the Browns lived there too. And then she moved from Vegas. Jen knows everything about Mary's life and her situation with Cody. And Jen was the one person Mary could 100% trust during the catfish sitch. 
That's when Jen earned Mary's trust during that time. Jen needed a place to stay during the summer, and she and the kids fell in love with the B&B. They were helping Mary out with running it. She will help Mary manage the inn. Mary didn't know what she would do after her mom passed, so now Jen is saving the day, managing the inn, taking a lot off of Mary's plate. Mary says she will still be traveling back and forth a lot just because she wants to be around Jen. Mary and Jen are so happy together. They are giggling together like schoolgirls. I have never, ever, ever seen Mary this happy. She is so happy. She is authentically happy when she is around Jen. There is a light emanating from Mary that we rarely see around Jen. We never get to see her like this. Mary is glowing. She's giddy. She's happy as a schoolgirl. Mary really, really likes Jen a lot. If I didn't know Jen had a husband, I would think love was in the air. It makes me happy to see Mary smiling and so freaking happy because we never get to see her like this. It is so refreshing. Everyone would love to see a happy, fulfilled Mary. No one deserves to be miserable in life. Cody is never going to make Mary smile the way Jen does again. I don't understand what is worth more than Mary's happiness during her life when we only get one life. She can find a partner. She can find a husband who will love her as she is, who will make her smile like that all day, every day. If she has friends that uplift Mary this much, imagine how Mary will feel when she meets the man or woman, whoever it is, who sees her, who makes her feel seen, who loves her as she is unconditionally. How happy Mary could be. Imagine the amount of happiness and fulfillment Mary would feel. I really think this situation she allows herself to be stuck with is what sucks all of her joy out like a black hole. I seriously don't think I have ever seen Mary this glowy and happy. I found myself smiling for her. Cody says he knows Jen. She is very loyal to Mary. He doesn't know if Jen is giving Mary good advice or not because he doesn't know, but he is sure that it's helpful for Mary to have a close friend outside of the family. He says Mary's relationship with the family is a strained one. There is a whole history of struggle from the very beginning. So Mary needs a relationship outside of her sister wives for sure. Mary says she has Sundays with sister wives and Fridays with friends. Jen can't be her sister wife though because she needs to remain her BFF. Then Mary asks, wait, does that mean because you are a sister wife you can't be a BFF? She laughs and she says, sorry Robin, that's not what I meant as she and Jen are in hysterics. I don't know Jen or Robin, but from what we have seen of Robin and Jen so far, I would say Jen is a far better friend than Robin will ever be to Mary. And I think that joke was a slight dig and Mary knows the viewers will eat it up. Robin says the sister wife relationship is pretty complicated. You have to work really hard at it for it to be a good one. And she says there are fewer good ones, but there are a few sister wives who feel like they are best friends. And most sister wives look at those good sister wife relationships and they think they want that. Robin gives the example of Janelle's mom and Cody's mom who are close like best friends eventually. And that's Robin's example of a good sister wife relationship. Robin explains how after Cody and Janelle got married, 
Cody's dad married Janelle's mom. They tell stories about how it was hard and difficult at first, but through the years, they worked their stuff out. Robin says that's the ultimate goal. If you're in a decent sister-wife relationship, then hopefully you can work through whatever, and when you're older, you can be close. Mary says when her mom died, Jen dropped everything to be there with no question. She just came. Jen was there to be there for Mary so Mary could focus on whatever she needed to focus on and Jen could handle whatever needed to be handled. Mary says Jen took some days off from her job. She had her husband take care of the kids. She got on a plane and she came down. It didn't matter that there was COVID or that she was hundreds of miles away from Northern Oregon to Utah. It did not matter. Mary mattered and Mary says It feels good to matter to somebody. When Mary said that, it really made me sad because it indicates that she really doesn't feel like she matters to her family members. It really doesn't feel to me like Mary thinks she matters to a lot of the people around her. Mary says she and Jen haven't seen each other a lot, so she likes Jen managing the inn for multiple reasons. Mary says Christine let them all know she wants to get together to have a chat with them. So Mary is heading back down, back to Flagstaff to get in on that family discussion as she chuckles cynically. Mary doesn't feel like she matters to anyone in her family. Robin is supposed to be Mary's sister wife and her best friend. Why didn't Robin leave the kids with the nanny throw on a COVID mask, get some hand sanitizer, and go down to help Mary and support Mary when her mom died? Why was it Mary's friend outside of the family who had to step in? I am glad Mary has someone to make her feel like she matters as a person in this world. To feel like you don't matter is a lonely, hopeless place. I just want to know why Robin couldn't be there for Mary after everything Mary sacrificed for her. Robin, who was begging her last episode to stay in her unhappy marriage, commending her for tolerating it and putting up with it, putting the family ahead of her personal misery, her unhappiness, and her lack of fulfillment. Her family, who doesn't make her feel she matters. Her family, Robin and Cody, who seem to use her and manipulate her, saying, hang on with me, tolerate the misery, stay in this, so I can use you when I need you and give you nothing back in return. Hang on with me. Hang in there with me. I don't know Jen from Adam, but I can tell she is a good friend. And I don't know many friends who would be so loyal that they would take time off from work, miss that paycheck, leave their kids and their husband during a pandemic to fly to be there with their friend who needed them to help them. That's a true friend. Why wasn't Robin there? Remember when Mary gave up her legal marriage status for Robin so Cody could adopt Robin's kids? And Robin suggested that Mary burn her marriage certificate? This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. 
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Remember when she backed away from Mary after she got that legal divorce? And all the appreciation and the sisterhood Robin and Mary had dried right up like the Mojave Desert once Robin got what she wanted from Mary. Remember when Mary was Robin's primary worker bee for my sister wife's closet? And when Mary wanted to do something fulfilling for herself in furthering her education, Robin was pissed that Mary was going to be putting in less time and effort to focus more on something that would be personally fulfilling for her, furthering and completing her education, achieving that personal goal. Mary was very unfulfilled back then. Leo was in school. She had nothing going on. She wanted to finish school. And Robin was pissed because Mary would be giving her less time. And Robin wanted to have more kids. She wasn't happy for Mary, telling Mary she wanted her happiness and her fulfillment to come first. It was all about how Robin wanted more kids and Mary was going to be putting less time into Robin's failed dream. And it affected what Robin wanted to do. So she wasn't happy for Mary. She didn't prioritize Mary's well-being and Mary's fulfillment and happiness. She was pissed for herself. Why didn't Robin rush to Mary's side? Was COVID the excuse? Her kids? The price of tea in China? Why wasn't Robin sacrificing for Mary when her mom passed? Seriously, why wasn't Robin there? She has a nanny. What's her excuse after everything Mary sacrificed for her? Seems like a one-sided friendship with Robin. I really don't see the reciprocation coming from Robin at all. Jen is loyal. Jen cares for Mary. She didn't make excuses. It was inconvenient for her to come. She had to take off of her work, lose pay, lose sick days, buy a plane ticket, leave her kids, leave her husband, arrange for her husband to watch her kids, all of that. And during COVID, she sacrificed. She came. Mary mattered more than all of the inconvenience. I don't know many people who would go that far out of their way for their friend. Why is it that Jen can show up and sacrifice all that for Mary? Where was Cody? Where was Robin? Where was Mary's family? Where was Robin who was begging Mary, hang in there with me? Robin was there filling Mary with false hope that the door is open with Cody. When Cody says this episode, in fact, he no longer considers himself married to Mary. Is Robin Mary's friend or Mary's manipulator? Jen went above and beyond. She did more than most people would for a friend. Jen is a real friend. I've seen her for five minutes, but the fact that she did all of that when her mom died, all of that sacrifice for Mary, she went through all of that inconvenience, shows me that Jen cares for Mary and Mary matters to her. I haven't seen Robin sacrifice and inconvenience herself for Mary, but I've seen Mary sacrifice a lot for Robin. Where is the reciprocation in that relationship? What does Robin give back? I've heard Mary say before that she relied on Robin during the catfish situation. But here she says, 
All she had, the only person she trusted during that time was Jen. I wonder if Mary really trusts Robin. I hope not. Christine mentions that she got an offer on her house and Cody knows, but the sister wives don't know and Christine wants to tell them in person. Christine sold her bedroom set a month ago. She says it was too much baggage and too many hard memories in her room with Cody and she needed to let it go. So she sold her bedroom furniture. She sold the whole set and she slept on the couch for two weeks until they moved Isabel and now she is moving Isabel's bed into Gwen's room to sleep there. And they're primarily just going to stay on the lower level because she wants the house to be available for people to look at. And she wants the upstairs to be as clean as possible. Truly's mind is wrapped around moving and all she needs to do to move. She is still sad that they are moving, but she knows that there's nothing she can do about it other than accept it since they're going to move regardless. So Christine says Truly has the best attitude she possibly can. She's okay with it. She accepts it, but that's all. Truly is helping Christine make the bed that they just moved into Gwen's room. Truly tells her mom that she struggles with sheets. And Christine goes, okay, 10-year-old, demonstrating the best way to do it. And Truly says, I'm 11. And I think that was Christine and Truly taking a dig at Cody, thinking Truly was 10 in an earlier episode, in episode one. Truly asks in fake outrage, did you forget my age, mother? I totally think it's a dig at Cody. Christine says she doesn't know how Cody feels. Christine says Cody can live his own life and she won't question him on his choices. So he doesn't have a right to question her choices. She says, yes, she is taking Truly and that's the only thing Cody has a say in. She will bring Truly back to visit and she says Cody is always welcome to visit her. She says every time she comes into town, Cody can have Truly. She can go over and spend time with Cody, but she doesn't know what Cody will do. They haven't seen Cody since they have been back. He hasn't been over since they have been back in town and they have been home for three days now. She doesn't know and she doesn't care. He hasn't seen Truly for two and a half weeks. They moved Gwen without Cody, all of it. And Christine says, dude, Life is passing you by and we are leaving. And Cody says he doesn't want to go over to Christine's house, but he doesn't have a place for Truly. His bedrooms are all full at Robin's. And so they have to make some kind of arrangement. And he says it has nothing to do with him not wanting to see Truly. It's more about him just struggling to be around Christine. It doesn't matter if it's hard for him to be around Christine. No one cares. Truly doesn't deserve to be neglected and punished having an absent father because he finds it emotionally challenging in his pea brain to be around Christine. A grown-ass mature man would be able to compartmentalize his emotions and set aside his negative emotions about his ex-wife in order to see his kid. It's bullshit that there is no space in his mansion. He can easily make room. Make Robin's daughters share Put in a third bed for Truly, whatever he has to do. If he refuses to go to Christine's house because he feels bad, it's not fair for him to then not see his daughter Truly. 
He can handle to be civil to Christine to see Truly there. He can pick up Truly and bring her to spend days at Robin's house and take her home after dinner. He can get a pull-out mattress or a futon. Or he can put an actual bed in one of the girls' rooms till he can make her a separate bedroom. He can easily find a solution, but he doesn't want to see Truly. He doesn't care to see Truly. It's an inconvenience to him, so he is using wanting to avoid Christine as an excuse because he's an immature, pansy-ass pussy. No grown man says, I don't want to be around my ex, so I refuse to see my kids. I feel negative emotions, so I won't go see my kid. I feel negative emotions around my ex-wife, so I'm going to neglect my kid. I will prefer to put my emotions and my needs ahead of my kid, and I will choose my own emotional comfort and my own convenience, and I will prioritize myself and my feelings over my kid and what she feels and what she needs from me, which is to be a present invested father, just because he can't handle his emotions like a grown ass mature adult. And because he puts himself and his emotions ahead of truly and her needs and her emotions. Cody is making bullshit excuses like a bitch. A real man would be civil to the ex and go see his kid there or make a place for her. And if he really can't make a place for truly at Robin's mansion, which has more than enough room, they can easily make a space. He can go take Truly out with him one-on-one to spend quality time to do activities outside of the home like bowling or fishing or kayaking or whatever it is that they can do together that Truly likes and enjoys and that Truly is passionate about. The hanging out doesn't have to be at Christine's house or Robin's house. Cody just doesn't want to make the effort. He doesn't want to see Truly. He doesn't care what Truly needs from him. That doesn't matter to him. Or he would find ways to see Truly. He can go to Christine's easily. He's just choosing not to. He can take Truly to hang out at Robin's during the day. He can get her a twin bed and for now put it in Aurora's room or Brianna's bedroom until they can go get her her own separate room. He can take her to do activities for the day. He is choosing not to do that. He is choosing not to be there. There is room in that million dollar mansion. Cody is choosing not to make it. No excuse justifies Cody being absent as a father, neglecting truly, neglecting her needs, neglecting her emotions, and prioritizing himself and his convenience and his own emotions ahead of his child. Cody is a very selfish man and he doesn't really care about truly. If he cared, he would be there. He wouldn't be giving us bullshit excuse after bullshit excuse. The proof would be in the pudding. We would be seeing him with truly no excuses needed. Cody is a man who does exactly as he wants. If he wanted to be with truly as her father, if he cared about her needs, if he cared about knowing her and that relationship, he would be there full stop, no excuses. This is pathetic. These excuses are pathetic and truly deserves better. She didn't get to choose who her father would be. Cody can do better, he is choosing not to, and that's why he doesn't deeply know his kids. Christine's real estate agent, Terry, comes over. She's a friend of Janelle's. Christine is under contract. Christine told all of the adults that she wanted to talk to them. And originally, she wanted to tell them that her house is on the market. But now, the house is under contract and she will be moving next week. She knows it'll be a hard conversation. Christine tells Terry... It's scenery versus family, and Flagstaff is a beautiful area. But the older she gets, she realizes she wants her family. It's more important to her. 
She wants to move to Utah, and McKelty has been helping Christine look for a place. So everything Christine has been working towards is happening now. Christine tells Terry it's a hard decision. It's not cut and dry. She will be raising her kids with these people for the rest of their lives. Christine says she is super close to Janelle and her kids, so it's not a clean break. There is never a clean break when there are kids involved anyways. Christine has kids. These kids have four moms, and then all of the other kids have four moms too. It's just messy. It will keep being messy for a while. Christine tells Terry, the realtor, that the most important thing is remaining friends, but everything is difficult. Everything's going to be different. It's all unknowns. So it's scary and exciting and intimidating and all so soon. She has been married for 27 years. Christine was 21 when she got married and she is 49 now. And she says starting over again, all she knows is she is moving forward and moving towards something better. And that's enough most of the time. Christine hopes that Mary, Robin, and Janelle can understand why. And she says, maybe not even understand, but that at least they can listen and that she is leaving in a week. And she hopes they don't hate her. The people in the family who love Christine and feel close to Christine will keep and maintain those relationships with her and those bonds, regardless of whether Christine is married to Cody or not. Christine being married to Cody will have zero bearing on those relationships. Christine will be close with those she is already close to. And with people she isn't that close to, like Mary and Robin, she won't ever be close to those people. And that's fine. But the relationship she has now will all hold. Look at how Isabel is living with Maddie and Caleb. And I think Maddie probably knows her dad and his personality and his character. And she knows the dynamic. She knows how Christine was treated. She knows how Isabel was emotionally affected and that Cody was absent. And she and Christine have agreed to have Isabel live with them and start her adult life, living with them under their protection, going to school. And they're going to look out for Isabel and they're going to show Isabel, Maddie and Caleb, what a healthy marriage looks like. They love Christine. They love Isabel. And Maddie is Janelle's daughter. If that doesn't show you the unconditional love and the bonds that will hold, then what does? I also want to point out Hunter. Hunter is awesome. When they moved to Vegas and Hunter was severely depressed, he would go to Christine's and hang out with Truly, and Christine understood. She was there for Hunter, and she let him be. She let him hang out with baby Truly. She understood, and she never pushed Hunter. She never criticized Hunter. She was Hunter's safe place, and I don't think... Janelle or Cody fully understood what Hunter was going through and Christine did understand and she let Hunter be and she provided a safe place. Hunter is Janelle's son, but he loves Christine as a mom unconditionally and he showed up at Isabel's surgery when she came home from the hospital. He made the effort to drive up there and to be there with Isabel and Christine. We see Janelle's kids supporting Christine and supporting Christine's kids and being there for Christine and being there for Isabel and for Truly when Cody is absent. So Janelle and Christine and their kids will always be family. Christine being Cody's wife is inconsequential. It doesn't change that. 
Hunter even came when he knew Christine would be dropping Isabel off at Maddie's, getting her settled there. He came to be there with them and to see them. Maddie and Caleb were supportive. Caleb even took time to ask Christine how she felt about parting with Isabel. Where is the support from Cody as the father? Instead of being happy that the kids all maintain good relationships with Christine, Cody complained recently that the older kids gang up against him. They talk about him. They gossip. They complain. Because Cody is a shit, selfish husband and a shit, selfish father who prioritizes one household over the rest using his presence as a reward for good behavior and compliance to him. That's probably what they discuss, like how Cody handled COVID, his personality issues, his behavior patterns, his selfishness, his ego, his emotional laziness, lack of self-awareness, his poor communication skills. They see how Cody treats one branch of the family and how he neglects everyone else and how Cody manipulates and how he deflects and how he makes excuses. And they don't like it and they don't approve and they are done. And then Cody says they gang up, they're bullies, everyone's a mean girl, everyone else is a narcissist, but really they're just acting as a support system for each other. And the ones pointing fingers, crying mean girl, shouting my child is a narcissist with the loudest voice. Those two should be pointing the fingers at themselves. Robin is the original mean girl and Cody is a narcissist, deluxe supreme. They are the bullies. They are the clique. Yet they point at everyone and accuse everyone else like they are the victims of everyone around them when they are the victimizers who feel they are superior to everyone around them. The leader of North Korea actually said he didn't even shit. He didn't even have an asshole. He was so superior. That's what his people were told. And Robin and Cody want us to believe their shit doesn't stink, that they're the only two humans on earth whose shit is scented like imported exotic roses and African violets and lilies of the valley. These two, they were just born like that, genetically superior, intellectually superior, stronger, smarter, faster, better, and everyone is mean. Everyone tears them down. Everyone is jealous. Everyone is envious of them, wishing they could have linen fresh scented shit too. No one bullies them. They aren't victims. No one envies them. No one puts voodoo hexes on them. No one is jealous at all. No one cares to tear them down. But Cody and Robin imagine everyone are against them, influencing, conniving, and conspiring against them. They are super paranoid. Why? Robin recently said, Cody says things people only wish they could say and do. Things Cody can do that they can't. What things? Cody isn't superior to anyone on this earth. The truth is he's average or below average. He's a used car salesman. Well, shit out of his ass, making excuses left and right. He isn't even the top commission used car salesman. If anyone can think of one thing Cody says or does that they wish they could do themselves, let me know in the comments, please. What do we wish we could do or say like Cody? Like Robin says, everyone wishes they could only do and say what Cody can. What are we jealous of? 
What do people envy in him? It's certainly not the way he behaves or treats his wives as a husband or his kids as a father. It's not the bald spot on the sides and now the center of his head. What is it that we envy in Cody? What is it that we're jealous of that we aspire to? Robin thinks we all wish we could do or say things the way Cody can. I think most viewers are thankful they are not like this man. If anything, they pity him for not being able to see his many blessings, blinded by that big, inauthentic ego he has in his pea-sized brain. So now we are getting to the part of the episode I found revolting that will continue on into next week with the kidney stab-stab, shank-shank conversation that Cody does. It's either very bad, very horrendous acting, or Cody is very scary and unhinged beyond even what we typically see, which is already despicable. I said most of my feelings up front already, but how a woman can look at another woman going through what she did and disrespectfully attempt to invalidate her, I don't know. It just shows Robin has bankrupt morals, bullying behavior, and very bad character also. Honestly, where a normal person would feel shame, Robin feels none, and that's clear. And that's all we need to know about Robin. She said Isabel was stupid to go back to school. How a sensitive empath can call a child stupid is beyond me. And now she tells Christine she is lying about what she experienced in her marriage. And it's not Robin's place to speak on Christine's relationship with Cody at all in order to try and invalidate what Christine experienced. What Robin is doing is gaslighting, it's abusive, it's disturbing, all to enable Cody and spin the narrative. Why is Robin speaking for Cody? Robin always wants to run the show. She runs Cody, she runs the show, and since she came into the family, look at how broken it is. Look at how unhinged Cody has become increasingly with each passing season. Cody goes deeper into the abyss of his sick mind, deeper into resentment, deeper into paranoia, deeper into anger. Who is influencing Cody's mindset and behavior? If not Goblin, Cody is still accountable and responsible for all of his behavior, of course. It's not on Robin. It's on Cody alone. He is responsible for how he behaves. But if Robin really was in it for the family and not for herself, with all of her advising and influencing... If it was in the interest of the family and not herself and enabling Cody, I think we would see different results in the family dynamic. Robin is in it for Robin. She came into this family with massive debt, the price of a luxury car in debt, and now as legal wife, she has her name with Cody on her mansion. She has her name with Cody on a majority of the land and her kids get health insurance. She gets health insurance through Cody. And if she were to leave Cody, As the legal wife, she would get half of everything Cody's name is on. That means with the other wives too. That means most of Coyote Pass. That means half the mansion's value. Came into this family in debt. She didn't work other than filming. And she would get half of everything Cody owns. 50% legally of everything Cody's name is on. And that includes the land, the mansion, and anything else Cody owns with another wife since she is the legal wife. She gets half. She leaves with over a million easy because she is the legal wife if she were to divorce Cody. She came in in the red like the price of a brand new luxury car in that much debt. 
But Christine only left with what she got from the sale of the house after 27 years of marriage. And Christine deserved more. How is it Robin, if she were to leave, gets 50% of everything because she's the legal wife? And all Christine got was the money from the house. That's it. How much would a cook and an au pair and a housekeeper and a tutor and a babysitter cost for all of the kids she raised and all the work she did in the house, all of the cooking and the cleaning and the homeschooling? Did Christine get back what she put in? Did she get what she deserved from Cody financially? No, but she got something priceless. She got her freedom and there is no price on peace of mind and happiness because we only get one life. Keep in mind, if Robin ever leaves, she gets half of everything Cody's name is on. She gets half of what everyone else put their blood, sweat, and tears into. So why can't she find it in her heart to make her daughters share a room so there is room for Truly? Why can't she get Truly a space and a bed in that mansion? There is room. Room can be made. Why can't Robin get off her lazy ass and make truly a room? Christine says, the conversation isn't easy. It isn't just that her house is under contract. It's that she is leaving in a week and she feels she is pulling the rug out from under everyone. Janelle says, Christine has asked them to come over to tell them something. And Janelle knows people have been coming to see the house and she thinks this means Christine has found a buyer, but she doesn't know. Robin, in her head, is stressed out. She doesn't know what's going to hit them at this conversation. Mary has a lot of emotions about this situation. She says she feels angry and betrayed and like she understands where Christine is coming from. She knows anger is a secondary emotion and she is hurt that Christine doesn't see value enough in their family. Cody is angry about Christine leaving the family. He's angry about Christine moving to Utah. He's angry that she is trying to sell the house. He is angry that Christine moved his stuff out. He is angry that she asked him to leave. He's angry about a lot of things. Christine tells them she put her house on the market and it's now under contract. Janelle is excited. She says, yay, excitedly. She was worried, she says, because the market slows down in the fall. Cody is pissed in confessional. He asks, why did Janelle say yay? Cody doesn't get Janelle's thinking, he says. Christine started looking for a house in Utah immediately and she found a house and she announces that she is moving next week. Robin's head just falls forward like she is a quadriplegic who can't hold her head up. When she hears the news, she doesn't know. She says it felt like she got pushed out of an airplane. She wasn't ready. Christine knows that it's all fast. It all happened yesterday, but they have been looking for three days for a home. Cody knows there is nothing he can do. Here he says he isn't going to express his undying love for Christine and say please come back because he doesn't even like Christine right now. Mary snarkily says in her confessional scene, what am I supposed to say? Congratulations, you're leaving the family. Mary doesn't know what she's supposed to say to this. She says she doesn't feel jealous of Christine that she is leaving and that she can't because she can do whatever she wants. She says her strength is sticking around and seeing if Cody would be willing to work on their relationship. So Mary leaves that door open, but she says she isn't pining away for it. I think Mary sees Christine and she resents her big time 
for being able to leave and take control of her life and her happiness. She says she isn't jealous of Christine, but I think she is. The difference is Christine doesn't love Cody. She knows he doesn't love her. Mary knows she still loves Cody, and she says she isn't pining away for him, but deep down, if she didn't have hope and still love him, she would not stay. What kind of a woman who respects herself would stay unless she has that emotional tie and that hope still? Mary has that tie to Cody. She has hope. She says she isn't pining away to make herself look better and feel better. The door has already been closed. It's not even open. It hasn't been open for years. And now Cody makes it clear every episode and still Mary is saying she leaves the door open that maybe one day Cody would be willing to work on things. That's not enough for her or for anyone. What kind of a person wants to hold on to a relationship where the other person clearly doesn't want them and makes it clear? The other person is also cruel to them. It's sad. Really, I think Mary wishes that she had Christine's strength and confidence. And it's sad that Mary says she stays hoping Cody will want to work on things, leaving the option there for when he changes his mind. Because later on in this episode, Cody says he doesn't consider himself married to Mary. He wouldn't mind if she moved on. So Cody has just stated in this episode that he isn't willing. He wants her to go. The door is shut. If she knows he isn't willing to work on things and the door is closed and Cody doesn't even consider himself married to her, why is she staying? She's miserable. She will never, ever be fulfilled in this marriage, ever. Even Cody says that. Mary says her strength is in staying and sticking with this, hoping one day Cody might be willing. It's not a strength to blindly be loyal to a man that tells you he doesn't want you. It's stupidity, it's fear of change, and it's just plain sad. When a woman wants to be with a man who makes it clear that they don't want them, that they don't love them, and the woman just hangs around. In my opinion, it's a self-worth issue, it's a self-esteem issue, it's a confidence issue. And on top of that, it has the spiritual ramifications if she believes in her faith and she's probably worried about her placement in the afterlife. It's just sad because when you see Mary laughing and happy with her friend Jen and you juxtapose it with this, you can see Mary could be so much happier if she found a partner who saw her and loved her, who she could goof around with, who she could be as she is with and accepted as she is. And that is possible if she is willing to believe in herself and see her worth and leave this hayride to hell with Cody and Robin. Janelle asks how Truly is feeling. Notice it's not Cody who is concerned about Truly's feelings. Cody, who hasn't bothered to see Truly at all yet, who initially said he wanted her three or four days a week, who supposedly wants 50-50 custody. He said not a word about Truly and her feelings. It's Janelle, Truly's other mom and Christine's best friend and sister wife, who asks about Truly. Christine says Truly was really frustrated and upset when she found out that they were moving. Cody says Truly was more upset about moving than that her parents were getting a divorce. Cody says when Christine first told Truly they were getting a divorce, Truly was very upset. But whatever happened, Truly felt different about it by the time Cody talked to her about it. And Cody asks, what did Christine do to make Truly think this divorce is okay? He asks, 
what kid is okay with their parents getting divorced? Christine says after she told Truly that she and Cody were divorced, she called Cody immediately to tell him he might want to talk to Truly. Truly talked mostly to Isabel and Aspen about the divorce. She didn't talk to her mom much about the divorce for the rest of the day until Cody talked to her about it. Cody was talking with Truly, who told him, you and mom are divorced. And Cody didn't realize that. And he says it was news to him that they were already divorced. Christine asks, how is it news to you? And Cody says that they were just already divorced. Cody says they never made an official agreement. They never signed a paper. They never agreed. They never went to their church leaders and said they were divorced or said they wanted a divorce. Cody asks, would they even allow us a divorce? Cody says all of a sudden it sank into him that Christine is leaving, so they are divorced. So basically, Cody is annoyed because Truly was more sad about moving than her parents' divorce. And that really pisses Cody off because he takes it as the house and Flagstaff mattering more to Truly than him. Also, he is suggesting that Truly was upset and by the time he came over the next day, she was okay with the divorce. And it seems to me that Cody thinks Christine manipulated Truly in some way to be okay with it and that it's unnatural for a kid to be okay with their parents divorcing. Like maybe Christine did a hex or she put a spell on Truly to influence her with her dark arts. The way he said it, you could tell he views Christine as evil, as if Christine manipulated Truly in some way to be okay with this divorce. All that happened is Truly has a support system. She spoke with Aspen and Isabel, and she actually didn't talk much about it with her mom until Cody came to talk to her. Nothing weird happened here. Christine didn't manipulate Truly or do voodoo magic to make her okay with the divorce. What happened is Truly talked to her people, her support system with Aspen and Isabel, and she processed it some, and she isn't that close with her dad, and she's a smart kid. So she just told her dad she's okay with it because she probably knows he isn't capable to do an in-depth, authentic communication that is open about emotions and feelings. And she probably knows if she were to be vulnerable, Cody would use it against her mom. So she processed this sum with Aspen and Isabel and Cody came later, hours later, maybe the next day. And by then she was okay with it. She wasn't as upset and she doesn't feel that close to her dad. So she probably doesn't open up to him regularly. So she said she was okay with it. She has other people she relies on to be vulnerable with. And Cody was probably happy with that. He wasn't inconvenienced and he loves being emotionally lazy above all else. So he told Robin probably about what happened. And Robin probably said, what? She can't be okay with this because her kids seem like they can easily have emotions all over the place, like their mom. So Robin probably assumes that Truly will react in the same way her kids did to their divorce. And then Robin suggested that she's okay because Christine probably influenced her against her dad or she manipulated Truly against her dad. So then Cody probably got to thinking the worst when it's really not that complicated. Truly is smart. She has a good support network outside of her mom to help her process her feelings and emotions. And Christine isn't always an emotional mess. So her kids likely don't react the way Robin's kids do. 
Cody and Robin probably think it's some deep conspiracy that Christine manipulated Truly to hate Cody or to be okay with the divorce when that isn't the case at all. These two, Robin and Cody, are like the QAnon people with their fear, paranoia, and delusion. And it's the blind leading the deaf with them, so they magnify each other's ineptitude. Robin mentions how usually their church would say that they are divorced and you have to go ask for a divorce and you have to get paperwork, you have to get approval, you have to prove that the marriage is broken. As Cody says, yeah, yeah, in the background, cheering Robin on. Cody isn't even of the faith anymore. And it looks to me like Cody was caught off guard by Robin mentioning all of this church stuff. And in a minute, Christine admits that neither of them, neither she nor Cody, are in the church. They are no longer part of the faith. Cody isn't in that faith either now. So Christine and Cody are no longer FLDS. Now, whether the church kicked Cody out or Cody doesn't believe in this religion or practice anymore, we don't know. But Christine no longer believes in her faith. So why is Robin bringing this church bullshit up? Does she want to delay Christine and make it harder for Christine to get a divorce by trying to push her to get a church divorce, which involves time and effort and paperwork and counseling sessions and meeting with the church elders who have to permit you or allow you to be divorced when Christine isn't in that religion anymore just to buy time because maybe in Robin's delusion, knowing she believes in miracles, like when she wanted to find a five-bedroom rental and she hoped God would intervene, and she has said maybe God will do a miracle for Christine and Cody to stay together. Maybe Robin thinks that if she goes through the church, it would buy more time for miracles and for God to intervene. Or maybe Robin just wants to get egg on Christine's face and rub her nose in it a little because she's a vindictive beep. Christine was considered polygamy royalty. Her family is high up in the church. And Robin knows that. She herself was married to a man from a prominent family in the church before Cody. So I think Robin wants to seem righteous and make it known that Christine is disrespecting the religion. Christine is invalidating the faith by not going through the church to grant a spiritual divorce. She wants to make Christine look as bad as she can. Christine isn't invalidating the faith. She no longer belongs to that faith. But Robin is invalidating Christine's experience and Christine's truth when she tries to suggest that Cody and Christine didn't communicate, that Christine doesn't communicate, that Christine didn't try with Cody, that she herself won't consider Christine divorced until she is with another man. It's not up to Robin to define when Christine feels divorced in her marriage. Robin isn't in her marriage with Cody. She doesn't get to invalidate Christine or gaslight Christine or call when Christine is divorced or not. Robin is incredibly selfish. She had a picture in her head of what the polygamous family experience would be for herself and her kids. And she is pissed that Christine leaving fucks with that ideal dream she expects and she feels entitled to. She feels entitled to one big happy family. And she is more concerned with her feelings about not getting her pretty picture than she is about Christine and how Christine feels or how the family feels. It's all about how Christine and Cody's divorce affects her and what she wanted. Robin is selfish. She's vile. And as a woman who has been through a divorce to a man, she claims allegedly abused her to a man who didn't see her as a woman who went through that heartache and those struggles as a woman who got a divorce. 
How can she look at Christine and invalidate her experience and what she suffered in her marriage to Cody? How can Robin invalidate that Christine is divorced? Christine didn't invalidate their religion. She didn't disrespect it. But I saw a hell of a lot of Robin disrespecting Christine and a hell of a lot of Robin invalidating and dismissing Christine when as a woman she knows exactly what Christine went through. This is not a woman with a heart that swells with love for anyone but herself and maybe her kids. Remember when she said her heart swells with love for her sister wives in season one when she was courting Cody because she said she knew her sister wives just wanted her to be happy. They cared so much for her happiness that they let her marry their husband Cody. I thought the fact that she thought that was totally delusional. But let's say they let Cody marry Robin because they cared for her happiness. They wanted her to be happy. Robin said Christine and all her sister wives let her marry Cody because they care that she was happy. They care about her and her heart just swells with love for her sister wives. Where's the love now? Where's the grace? Where's the compassion? Show that love. Care enough for your sister wife's happiness that you allow her to divorce without interference where it's not your place to interfere. Allow Christine to divorce without trying to villainize her, dismiss her, and invalidate her experience of what she went through in her marriage. If this is this woman's heart filled with love, what does it look like filled with hate? I never want to hear Goblin say one more time that she is all about the family. Yet her mansion has no room to get truly a bed, and Cody hasn't even taken the initiative to put a bed in one of her daughter's room till a room can be set for truly. If Robin was all about the family, there would immediately have been a bed till a room was sorted. Robin says Christine just saying I'm divorced is invalidating their beliefs. Robin says they are spiritually married to Cody by their church. And if they want a divorce, then they have to get the church's approval. Robin says they require counseling and lots of meetings. And technically, from her understanding, until Christine is with another man, she is not divorced. It doesn't matter what Robin thinks or believes technically from her understanding. Christine is not of that religion anymore. And Christine is not legally married to Cody. She isn't actually married. She is divorced. She feels divorced. She is saying she's divorced. There is no legal divorce to go through. They were never legally bound. And Christine is not of that faith anymore. So it doesn't matter what Robin technically understands. Christine is divorced now and nothing can detract from her status as divorced, as single. And no one can invalidate it. Even if she never sleeps with another man again in her entire life, Christine is divorced. And again, Christine did not invalidate their religion at all. She was not disrespectful at all. She does not believe in that religion anymore. And Cody is not a part of that faith either anymore. And Christine is not obligated to get permission from some old men at a church that she does not belong to in order to consider herself to be divorced from a man she is not legally married to. It doesn't matter what Robin's technical understanding is or what the church says. This is very disrespectful to Christine and her truth and it is very invalidating to Christine that Robin is imposing her definition of what a divorce consists of 
on to Christine when that's maybe Robin's faith, but it's not Christine's. Christine isn't that faith anymore. It doesn't apply to Christine. And Cody is no longer of that faith, according to Christine. So why is Robin even mentioning the church stuff other than to meddle and feel relevant? Why is Robin saying that Christine is not technically divorced till she gets freaky? W-T-F. This is not her business. Robin seems to interfere in and speak on things that really aren't her business, that really aren't her place. But Robin seems to want to run the show. It's almost like she is speaking for Cody. To me, Robin seemed vindictive and jealous of Christine. She has always seemed jealous of Christine. She has always taken little digs at Christine on the sly, like when she said she heard it's harder for older women to have babies. When Christine is only five or six years older than Robin, and Robin was saying this when she was 31 at the time and no spring chicken. Listen, Christine is beautiful and I hope she is very happy in that department in the future when she meets the person for her, whoever that is. We will all cheer her on and wish her the best and we wish her every happiness and every blessing in life. It's not my business what Christine does in her private life. But considering it's probably been years and years of a sexless marriage with a husband who wasn't attracted to her, even though she is way out of Cody's league, she's so pretty, not that looks mean a thing. But I hope Christine gets an upgrade and I hope she is very happy in that department. I, looking at Cody's personality type, I doubt he even knows where the clit is. He seems very selfish and he seems to avoid sex. He stopped sex with Mary over a decade ago and he stopped sex with Christine too. I wonder about he and Janelle and it's not my business, but it doesn't seem like they connect in that way that much. Cody doesn't look like he knows what he's doing. He doesn't look like he would want to make an effort. He seems like he would be very selfish. He only wants to do what's convenient for him and what serves him in life and he refuses to make an effort in life. And I wonder, is he as selfish in bed as he is in life? And the answer is probably. It's probably all about him. I hate to even think of it. It's really so cringe because Cody is just disgusting in every way. Anyways, I would hope by now that Christine is divorced by Robin's terms of what constitutes a divorce for Christine. And now she's probably definitely divorced according to Robin's terms of what constitutes a divorce that she isn't divorced until she's with another man. She already hasn't been with a man for 27 years, so let's hope Christine finds a prince, a real man, worthy of a woman like her, man enough to handle an independent, intelligent woman like her, because Cody doesn't make the cut. About the church stuff Robin spewed, Janelle says, your divorce has to be recognized by the church, but Christine has left the faith. And she says it's between her and God. And Janelle says the rules don't apply to Christine if she isn't part of the faith. Christine says she was 19 when her mom left her dad and the plural family. She got a legal divorce because she was legally married to Christine's dad. Then she left their church. So since Christine doesn't have a legal contract binding her with Cody, there was no legal process to go through to get a divorce. Neither of them are part of that religion anymore. So her just saying she is divorced, Christine really doesn't see the problem with saying that at all. 
She doesn't see the problem in any of that at all. Neither do I, neither does anyone. It isn't a problem if she no longer believes in the religion. She is no longer spiritually married and her religion's rules don't apply to her. She isn't FLDS anymore. And she says, neither is Cody. So why is Robin bringing this up? Why is the religious process even coming out of Robin's mouth when she knows Christine isn't FLDS anymore and neither is Cody? Robin is a shit stirrer. Robin says this is a little different because Christine doesn't consider herself to be a part of that church anymore. Christine says no, she does not. Mary says the closure that Christine gets is she just decides she's divorced and Cody just goes along with it. Mary doesn't know. She says she and Cody are in this situation. They aren't legally married. Mary wants to work on the relationship, but Cody has said he doesn't. And she asks, does that mean we are just not married anymore? Um, after this episode with Cody saying he doesn't consider himself married to Mary, I would say that puts the final nail in the coffin. If that's not enough, if he doesn't want to work on the marriage, he obviously no longer wants to be married to Mary. Mary says that's not how she considers it. She feels like she and Cody are still married. Cody says he doesn't really consider himself married to Mary. If she wanted to move on and marry another, she would not get an argument from him. Cody does not believe that he and Mary can ever be functional, and he doesn't believe that he will ever be emotionally safe with Mary. Do you guys remember when Robin told Mary that the door was open because sometimes Cody mentions that he should call or visit Mary? And do you guys remember Robin praising Mary for sticking in this and not making it about herself and her happiness, but picking the family? You guys remember when Cody mentioned an episode or two ago how he no longer feels betrayed by Mary. He said there's a healing going on there. He has a fondness for Mary. He feels betrayed by Christine. See how Cody floats like a leaf in the wind? He says the difference between he and Christine and he and Mary is that he and Mary have been unraveling their relationship for years. Christine found out that she would never be happy married to him but her leaving was so sudden that it wasn't unraveled for him. It was like he was being kicked to the curb. And that was the difference. It was like, wait a sec, you can't do this to me. It's interesting that that's how Cody perceives it and that he wants to paint Christine as not considering him in his feelings when she considered him and she allowed his voice to be louder than hers, quieting her voice for years to be convenient for him. She told Cody for 27 years. They tried. They tried therapy where only Christine participated and Cody railroaded Christine and the therapist and he created his own prompts and assignments like during that rock tower building for their anniversary in Galveston where they brought their therapist along to work on their relationship. Cody has a habit of ignoring his wife's issues and complaints with him refusing to validate them refusing to consider them, ignoring it and hoping it just goes away and that his wife will just tolerate it as it is. In my opinion, Christine talked to Cody. She was vocal and Christine would go to him with an issue or with her feelings. Cody would get angry. 
He would ignore it. He would refuse to validate it. He would deflect. Christine was married to the human equivalent of a wall in a relationship. If only one person communicates and one person makes an effort and the other person refuses to engage or they gaslight and they try to make it seem like you are the crazy one gaslighting you, it's Cody deliberately refusing to make an effort or to even entertain his wife's voice. It would be inconvenient for him. It would require emotional awareness and emotional fortitude. And Cody is emotionally lazy. Christine tried and tried. Cody refused. He refused to invest equally. He refused to try to keep the favoritism at bay. He refused to do things fairly and equally among the households. He neglected the kids. He shows favoritism with the kids too. And he makes it crystal clear and blatantly obvious. Everyone with eyes and ears and a working brain can see that this man has a favorite wife and a favorite household. Everyone can see it in everything he does. When it hurt Christine's kids, she had enough. She did this for them to set a good example to protect them, to give them what they deserve because Cody isn't what they deserve as a father. He doesn't care. He isn't invested. And if he is pissed at a wife, He uses that as a hall pass to neglect his kids. He allows his negative relationship with a wife to affect the way he invests in his kids with that wife. The way he engages, the level of communication, the level of attention, those kids get changes. Those negative emotions towards a wife get placed on a child and that isn't fair and that isn't right. Christine deserves more, her kids deserve more, and now they have a chance to have it. Cody was considered by Christine. He knew about these issues for years. He did nothing. He ignored Christine's voice. He ignored what she needed as a wife. He ignored the needs of his kids with her. He was absent, and now he wants to say she did not consider him. She considered him for 27 years, and she still considers him for his kid's sake, And Cody isn't going to be able to spin this like Christine marginalized him, like she gave him no choice, like she didn't communicate, because that's not the truth. She did for 27 years. Cody did not listen. He did not hear her because he did not care. It's an inconvenience for him. He did not love Christine, and he knew he did not love her when he married her. She loved him, and he went with it, and I think he went with it because it fed his ego that this woman was so in love with him, and because of her status in the church, her status would then elevate his, so he married her. Christine did consider Cody, and if he says anything different, he is a liar, and he knows it. She still considers Cody. Now, even now, she tries to consider him for her kids' sake. With moving Isabel to North Carolina, What did Christine do? She told Cody more than once that she would do whatever it takes to accommodate Cody to make it so he could go with his daughter, Isabel, to help her move to North Carolina. Cody made every excuse in the book. He was more than prepared to disappoint Isabel again after he refused to attend her major surgery. Again, COVID was the excuse. And gas stations. Cody wondered if gas stations would be open. But he was able to make it on a cross-country trip to officiate his friend Brian's wedding. Christine said she would do whatever, even change her own plans to make it so Cody could come. She didn't want him to refuse and hurt Isabel yet again. 
yet Cody still refused to show up and it's his loss. That was the last chance, the last opportunity for him to know his daughter before she left home. It was a priceless opportunity and a lifelong memory Cody could have created with his daughter. And Cody refused, disappointing Isabel yet again. Christine says she would even have changed her plans for him to come. He could even fly. Cody refused. He did not want to be there. Cody is considered. Cody chooses to ignore it. Cody chooses to reject that consideration. Cody says he is sorry they dragged it out so long. Janelle says she isn't sorry because she feels everything Cody and Christine did proved they put everything into the marriage that they could. And Janelle thinks it was really important because the biggest thing they have produced as a family is this cohesive group of kids. Cody says they are not cohesive. He says Leo isn't fitting in well with the family. Peyton isn't fitting in well with the family. And Dayton, Aurora, and Brianna, they don't fit in well with the rest of the family, Cody says. Three of Janelle's kids are close to three of Christine's kids, and that's really it. That's what Cody boils it down to. Three of Janelle's kids are close to three of Christine's kids, and that's really it. Janelle says she thinks the kids will be close for their whole lives, and she thinks those years were valuable to have those kids be home and have a nuclear family being raised together. Janelle says Cody is a little bit myopic. He sees everything from the perspective of Robin and her kids, and they have this really weird perception that her kids have been so slighted and Janelle doesn't know why because she sees the kids interact at holidays and everything seems fine. So Janelle isn't quite sure why they perceive that there is this shunning or something and she says it's really weird. So Janelle is looking back in hindsight, looking at the big picture and how they ended up here and she is saying you guys did all you could. And what we got out of those years was this beautiful family experience. It was tense, it was stressful, it was difficult, it was an emotional roller coaster, but it was also beautiful and loving and heartwarming and compassionate. It was home. These women and Cody built a home. They had an established order of things before Robin entered the family. And then the priorities shifted and the usual order of things was no more. And suddenly, home turned into a dysfunctional, fractured nightmare. But Janelle is looking at the good. They got to raise the kids together. The kids got to be raised together for 16 years. They had this cohesive unit of the kids coming up together, the nuclear family experience. All the kids were all brought up together. And because of that, the kids are all very well connected to each other. They will have good lifelong relationships that were cultivated years ago in the roots of that family, those 16 years in the beginning before Robin came in of raising the kids together. The kids feel connected to all the moms. They feel raised by all the moms. It's a unique experience they gave the kids. Janelle sees the good. She remembers the love, the compassion, the home, the family, the heart. And she is not a hard on your sleeve type of woman. And still she stops. She reminds Cody of the good, the light, the blessings. And Cody rejects it instead because he is stewing in resentment and seething in anger and hatred. He sees the bad. He only sees the negative. He can't see the good. He can't remember the love. He can't remember the preciousness of raising his kids. 
He instead says Leo isn't close with all the kids, and he says Peyton also doesn't fit. And whether they fit or not, Cody just mentions them so he doesn't look like he is picking favorites when he reveals the real people he is concerned with who he feels do not fit in with the rest of the kids in the family, who he says don't fit in. Dayton, Aurora, and Brianna, who are constantly saying they don't fit in, who are constantly trying to perpetuate the narrative and sell the lie that they do not fit, that they are not accepted. Dayton, Aurora, and Brianna fit in just fine. They may not be close with all the kids, maybe. Maybe they aren't the most popular kids in the family. Maybe they aren't the favorites of the family. But they seem to fit in just fine. They are accepted. Maybe their mom tells them they're not. Their mom really loves to spin the narrative that she isn't accepted, that her kids aren't accepted. Everyone fits in just fine. They just aren't put on a pedestal. And that's what Cody wants. I think he wants his favorite Robin on the pedestal and the kids to be deferential to her kids and they get treated like normal kids in the family. By the other brown kids, they don't get treated with favoritism like royal children. And I think Cody wants the red carpet treatment. Cody just wants to focus on the negatives because he stews in bitterness in the resentment of his obligations. He only sees the bad. When the good is brought into focus, he automatically rejects it. He forsakes the good in his family. He dismisses it. He minimizes it. He minimizes and he tries to invalidate Janelle's experience. He invalidates the good, dismissing it, reducing it to, well, three of Christine's kids are close to three of Janelle's. And that's it. When that's not it, it's so much more than that. And only a fool would be blind to it. There is so much good in certain pockets of Cody's family. We see Maddie, Janelle's daughter, take in Isabel, Christine's daughter, to give her a safe place to land during her first two years venturing into independence and adult life. She wants to show Isabel a healthy marriage relationship. She accommodates Isabel in her life. She supports Isabel. Maddie sacrifices for her along with Caleb and that is so much more love and so much more heart than being dismissed and reduced to well three of Janelle's kids and three of Christine's kids are close and they get along. The notion that Cody would dismiss it and reduce the love in his family and the loyalty among his kids to just that shows just how cynical and angry Cody is inside. He's cold and callous in his arrogance and his ego blinds him to all the love left, to all of those magical connections he rejects time after time because he can't seem to have those magical relationships himself with anyone in his family. He resents everyone because they do not blindly adore him, because they don't view him as the hero that he perceives himself to be. And that's Cody's choice to be blind to his blessings in his own arrogance. He chooses to see the bad. He chooses to minimize the good. And that says a lot about Cody's mindset, perception, and attitude. Most fathers would only be so proud if the siblings in their blended family got along throughout life and had each other's backs. They wouldn't reduce it. They would honor it. They would feel gratitude and appreciation for it. Cody easily dismisses his blessings. Maybe somewhere deep down, he knows he doesn't behave like a man, 
like a husband, like a father, worthy of these beautiful blessings he has in his family. He is surrounded by love, unconditional love. But Cody doesn't feel it. He doesn't see it. He doesn't receive it. His ego blinds him. His pride numbs him, and it's sad. We also see the closeness Hunter, Janelle's son, has with Christine and Christine's kids, his siblings. Hunter, Janelle's son, comes not only to New Jersey for Isabel's surgery, but also to North Carolina to visit with Christine, Isabel, and Truly. We also see the close relationship between Hunter and Christine when Hunter was depressed and they first moved to Vegas. Christine let Hunter be and she gave him a safe environment to just be. Hunter would go hang out with Truly and Christine and he knew he had a safe place where he could just be. We see Gabe defend Christine. We see Gabe and Garrison both say, we will go where Christine goes for Thanksgiving. The love and the bond among Janelle and Christine and their kids is so much more than three of Janelle's kids getting along well or being close with three of Christine's. Cody wants to dismiss it and reject it and minimize it because it doesn't suit his narrative and frankly, it seems to really get under his skin how much Janelle's kids all love Christine and her kids all love Janelle and how much Janelle and Christine all love each other. He gets jealous. He gets insecure. He even called Christine and Janelle a clique, mean girls, and bullies. When this episode, we saw the original mean girl in action, bullying Christine and triangulating Janelle into it or attempting to. It seems to me like Cody is jealous of these good relationships Christine and Janelle have with each other and the kids and the relationships that the kids have with each other too because Cody does not himself have good connections anywhere but at Robin's with Robin and her kids. Janelle makes it clear, Cody views everything from the warped perspective of Robin and her kids, that they are slighted or that they perceive that they are slighted. Robin and her kids perpetuate this idea that they are slighted by the family and they probably whisper it in Cody's ear all the time that they're outsiders, they aren't accepted, they aren't included, when that isn't the case. Sometimes I wonder if Robin likes the discord because she knows it keeps Cody gravitating towards her, her home, and her kids, and she sets the stage to turn all the right knobs and press all the right buttons to influence Cody in just the right way to keep it that way. She makes Cody defensive. She makes him think the whole family has them under attack. They don't accept the kids. They don't accept her. Then he feels he has to protect them, and it perpetuates this discord. How much discord does Robin sow with Cody? How many of her thoughts and perceptions infiltrate his until his thoughts are her thoughts? How much has Robin influenced Cody? Cody seems like he could be a very impressionable guy if you feed his ego just right and treat him like a hero, like the sun you revolve around. Then Cody listens when you speak because it's convenient. He gets his adulation and he wants to keep getting it. And Robin is his only source of food these days. Robin and her kids. Cody totally discounts Janelle's fond memories. He discounts the value of her experience. Raising the kids in the family. He seeks to invalidate it. 
and it's very disrespectful and dismissive of what the whole group experienced. Cody says, Robin, me and my kids, are connecting constantly, all the time. It's an energy of connection, perpetually. He says with Janelle and Christine, he is only getting feedback from them about what is going on with the kids. The kids themselves aren't bringing this directly to him. Cody says it's much more nuanced than just to say he favors Robin. It's not even a cool statement, he says. It's that Robin communicates and her children communicate. They involve him. You know what's really sad is that Gabe and Garrison both tried to connect with their dad directly, even on camera, filming on Coyote Pass. Gabe poured his whole heart out. I cheered up myself listening to that scene. He communicated so well. He was mature. He explained to his dad that he wanted a relationship with him. Cody says that his kids don't go directly to him. He only learns about the kids through Christine and Janelle, but that's not true. That's not the case. Gabe went directly to his dad, just like Garrison. He went to his dad. He told him he didn't agree with how his dad handled COVID. He wanted a better relationship with his dad. He wanted his dad to call. We learned that Cody used to call Gabe regularly, but he hasn't called for 10 months. And for 10 months, he's been living monogamously at Robin's house. Cody deflects. Cody blames. He blames Christine and Janelle traveling during the pandemic and getting massages and how that's why he can't be there. Gabe then defends Christine and he defends his mom and he doesn't allow Cody to deflect and blame his moms and he defends his moms, especially Christine. He reminds Cody how Christine sacrificed for the family, how Christine was the constant caregiver to all of her kids plus Janelle for many years growing up. And what does Cody do then? He dismisses it, saying that was a long time ago, as though it's not as valuable, all that sacrifice and all that love and all that bond as if it depreciates with time. When you plant a seed like love, it only blossoms. Cody always tries to invalidate any positive sacrifices the wives or kids make for the family. He only sees the negative and he perceives everything negatively to the point where his perception is skewed and paranoid. When Gabe went directly to his dad and he said he wanted a better relationship with his dad, Cody gave Gabe nothing back. He gave Gabe not one hug, not one touch on the shoulder, no reassurance, not one I love you, I'm sorry, I want a relationship with you too, I'll try harder. All Cody did was deflect. When that doesn't work, he then just gets silent. Gabe himself cries during the scene, and Cody just stands there like he is made of ice. He gives Gabe nothing back, like Gabe is talking to the wall. So Janelle and Christine's kids do go to Cody directly. They do come to him. Cody shuts down and he disengages when it isn't convenient, when he has to make an effort, when he can't be emotionally lazy. He rejects it. It was devastating as a father. Cody should have been reassuring his son Gabe that he wants to be close to him, that he misses him too. And Gabe got nothing back from his dad. It was like pulling blood from a stone and it was hard to watch. Gabe be emotional and it was really, really, you could tell that Gabe was devastated. He was heartbroken by his dad. 
and his father had a complete lack of emotion. Isabel, Christine's daughter, has also gone directly to Cody. She wanted to see her dad after her scoliosis surgery. She missed him. She was recovering. She wanted to spend some time with her dad and siblings at Robin's house. And she was not allowed over when the nanny was. Cody's kids with Janelle and Christine do go directly to Cody. And they get rejected every time. So it's not just that Robin's kids go to him. When Christine and Janelle's kids go to Cody... They get rejected. That's bullshit that they don't go to him. They do go to him. And Cody making excuses is bullcrap. He can always reach out and call his kids. Cody also tried to invalidate Janelle. When Janelle says all the kids got to grow up together in a cohesive unit in a nuclear household, he rejected that. He called that good, that blessing, a lie. He said Leo doesn't fit in. Peyton doesn't fit in with all the kids. Dayton, Aurora, and Brianna don't fit. When Dayton, Aurora, and Brianna fit in, just fine. They just don't like that they aren't treated like the royals of the family. Cody does all he can to reject the good. He refuses to see it. He only sees the bad. The only reason, in my opinion, that he mentions Leo and Peyton is he doesn't want to look like he is only picking Robin's kids to stand up for. He also has to remember that all of the kids were raised together other than Robin's kids. So they fit fine, but they may not be as close with all of the original Brown kids because they don't have that history together and all of that time together and all of those memories. And they also aren't going to get special treatment from any of the other wives or kids. Everyone gets treated the same. None of the Browns are bullies and no one rejects them. Robin probably frames to her kids that everyone hates her, that she is the Brown family scapegoat, just like her mom says, that people are jealous of her and the kids buy into it probably. They probably feel rejected as well on a personal level because that's how Robin frames it to them. And Robin goes out of her way to emotionally manipulate her kids to feel that way, to feel that they are rejected by the larger family, like they don't fit. Look at the emotional manipulation Robin used during the Thanksgiving conversation she had with her kids. Instead of telling the truth and saying, Christine and Janelle and their kids are traveling to be with the older married kids because not everyone in the family can be included at Robin's Thanksgiving because they can't all follow Cody's protocols. And so Janelle and Christine want all of their kids to be welcome so they are traveling for Thanksgiving. Instead, Robin made it personal. She even said she personally felt rejected by Janelle and Christine and their kids, and it's hard not to feel that way, and she framed that to her kids like it was a rejection on a personal level that Christine and Janelle and the kids were choosing not to spend Thanksgiving with them. Robin even mentioned Gabe and that he had a girlfriend that has absolutely nothing to do with anything at all, yet she mentioned it. Robin has no problem bullying Gabe and Garrison and Isabel. She called Isabel stupid herself. She called Christine a liar. She says she is all about the family. Everyone rejects her. She's so tired of seeking acceptance. But she is the one with the names of Cody's wives and kids spilling from her lips in digs and disparaging comments, throwing them under the bus whenever she can. Cody says, Robin, me and my kids, are connecting constantly all the time. It's an energy of connection, 
perpetually. Cody, Robin, and the kids are connecting all the time because Cody lives monogamously at their house. He only lives at her house. They're like a monogamous family. They live as a monogamous family where Robin and the kids get the majority of Cody's time. They more or less have a normal nuclear monogamous family. And because Cody is only there, he spends more time there. He is more invested there. Robin and the kids also make it convenient for Cody. They kiss his ass. They feed his ego. They humor him. They bend the knee. So they all coexist. If Cody put the same time, effort, communication, and investment into Janelle's household or Christine's household or Mary's household, he would have different relationships. He would have better relationships. He would have more connected relationships and the same types of communication with all of his kids. But Cody has focused so intensely on Robin and her home for so long that he no longer knows his other wives and kids the way he once did. And the preferential treatment Robin and the kids get stirs resentment among the other wives and kids. If Cody put the effort in and he spent equal time everywhere, he would have that connection in other relationships and in other households too. Cody doesn't treat the other wives and kids the same way he treats Robin and her kids, and he doesn't invest and communicate in the same way. Cody communicates differently with Robin's kids than he does with Janelle or Christine's kids. But it's a lie that Janelle and Christine's kids themselves aren't going directly to him and they aren't communicating directly with him. Looks like whenever he has a child who isn't Robin's, he rejects them when they go to him directly. That kid will then get complete rejection, no reassurance from Cody, no investment. The kid gets treated like an obligation and on top of that, they have to walk on eggshells to be around Cody. Cody doesn't know his other kids and he doesn't feel connected to them because he doesn't spend time regularly with them. And that's his responsibility. He rejects his kids when they go to him. That's his choice. He chooses to neglect them. He chooses to put up a wall. But the kids do try and they do go to him directly. And it's on him to accept. It's on him to make the effort, even when it's hard even when his relationships with the kid's mother is bad. It has nothing to do with his kid. But Cody punishes his kids based on the state of his relationship with their moms. That's what it seems like. Cody says it's not that Robin is the favorite. It's that Robin and the kids go to him constantly. They connect with him constantly. They're always communicating with him. They involve him. The other kids and wives don't. But when the wives and kids communicate... What does Cody do? He rejects them. He rejects every opportunity to communicate. He rejects every opportunity to reciprocate, to reassure. He refuses the connection. He refuses to be involved, even when the wives and kids bend over backwards to accommodate him and make it convenient for him, the way Christine and Isabel tried to do. They tried to accommodate him. They tried to include him in her move away from home. Cody refused. Cody refuses, Cody rejects, Cody declines every chance he gets, snapping the olive branches that get extended to him repeatedly despite his shitty, abusive, manipulative, toxic behavior and favoritism. When anyone but Robin's kids tries to connect and communicate with Cody, when they try to involve him, 
Cody makes excuses. Cody creates hoops to jump through to prove obedience, to prove loyalty. And then he shifts his expectations constantly. He contradicts himself. He bullshits. He wavers. He lets himself be influenced by the people he is around 24-7 at Robin's house, Robin and her kids. And it's no surprise that Janelle says Cody has a myopic view, taking the perception of Robin and her kids that they have been slighted by the family. Robin and the kids probably foster more resentment in Cody towards his other kids and wives because of their warped perception that the family rejects them, that they don't fit in. And it creates even more issues in Cody's relationships with his other wives and kids. Cody's family has been replaced completely by Robin's and Robin and her kids. Robin and her kids initially perpetuated the us versus them mentality and the us versus them narrative. And Robin has been mentioning it for seasons now. Last season, she mentioned how she was tired of not being accepted by this family. She said her mom calls her the Brown family scapegoat. We have Cody parroting Robin, saying Dayton, Aurora, and Brianna aren't accepted. They don't fit in with the other kids when they do. Robin and her kids constantly talk like this, us versus them, and... The rest of the family are the bullies. They perpetuate these ideas. They get them inside Cody's mind. They're the bullies. They're not letting Robin and her kids in. Then Cody starts believing it. He focuses on it. He wants to be the hero who protects Robin and her kids. And that helps Cody double down on prioritizing Robin and her kids even more. Cody asks where Team Brown went. And some of the dynamic fell by the wayside when Cody allowed his mind to be influenced by Robin and her kids' false narrative that Christine and Janelle and the kids don't accept her and her kids. Robin stirs the shit. She widens the chasm between us versus them. It seems to me she wants that division. She is the one Cody goes to for advice because she is, quote unquote, good at relationships. We see the shit advice she gave Cody about Christine. What other advice has she given? Does the advice she gives Cody coincide with what's best for the family and all of Cody's kids and all of Cody's wives? Or is her advice best for furthering her interests and her kids' interests? Robin may falsely perceive that the family doesn't accept her and her kids. She may plant that seed in Cody and her kids. She may want Cody all to herself. And she may say things to Cody to facilitate what she wants and what is in and what is in her best interests. It may be in Robin's best interest to perpetuate this lie that it's us versus them when it never was. Team Brown has always been Team Brown and they had issues before Robin came into the picture. But they knew the balance and then Robin came in and she really upset the apple cart and she prioritized Cody, she created the division even more. She perpetuated the us versus them. She planted seeds that may have turned Cody against his own wives and kids that may have encouraged his resentment towards them. Look at her advice about Christine. Look at how she treated Christine this episode and tell me she doesn't think she wears the pants. Tell me she isn't a master manipulator. She isn't even honest and authentic with herself or she could not look Christine in the eye 
and dismiss her experience with Cody and dismiss her divorce when she herself has been in Christian's shoes, woman to woman. She looked Christian in the eye and she dismissed her. If Robin was being real with herself and authentic and she had any type of moral compass or compassion, she would not be able to do what she did this episode so callously. Janelle tells Christine that when she first told her, she was worried about the kids. But she has hope that in time, they will all eventually learn how to cohesively co-parent and even possibly be together for holidays. She doesn't know, but Janelle tells Christine this summer, she had a chance to love on Avalon a little bit, and she can see this. Janelle can see being grandma to all of these babies still regardless of if they are her bio grandkids, they're all still her grandbabies. Mary really doesn't know what life is going to bring because they don't function as a family anymore and they haven't for a long time. She says it's not just Cody and Christine's relationship that has been an issue. There's a lot of fractures and if people aren't going to work on it, then this is just the way of their family. When Mary says, if people aren't going to work on it, then this is just the way of their family, I hope she is referring to Cody primarily. Cody says he can't figure out why he is so angry. He tells the group, he tells Christine, that she has been in this place for a very long time and he is gradually getting clued in. Cody had to find out from Madison that Christine has been saying that she was thinking about leaving. Madison is Cody's daughter with Janelle. Cody heard the rumor mill, so Cody questioned his daughter Madison, who told Cody that Christine has been talking about leaving him for a long time. Christine tells Cody what he needs to know is when he hears things through the grapevine, there is a whole nother conversation that he doesn't get. She warns Cody he should address the source because Maddie asked her, her why are you staying why don't you just leave the kids asked her they asked her cody says christine has been talking about leaving him for much longer than he has known he says covid may have changed things but he says he was always here he was always involved cody asks why his children would try to talk christine into leaving him unless she was telling them that she was in a loveless marriage. Cody wants to know who asked about her marriage, which children said what. And Christine says it doesn't matter, and Cody says it does matter. Christine doesn't want to throw them under the bus, but they asked her why she stays. And Janelle says it doesn't matter who said it. Christine says it was several of Cody's kids. Several of Cody's kids asked her, when is she going to leave? Why doesn't she leave? And she says, is that what he wants to hear, that it was several of his kids? Robin interferes here. She wants to know why the kids were asking that. And Christine says, they saw how things were in their family and how separate they have been in Flagstaff. It's interesting to me that Cody seems more concerned with finding out which kids to punish or put on his shit list than that his relationships are so bad with everyone in his family and his behavior is so bad and his favoritism is so blatant that now his older kids don't want relationships with him and they see their moms struggling 
and they know that their moms deserve more and they encourage Christine to have more. Cody should be more concerned with changing his mentality and figuring out his issues so that he can fix his relationships, but he seems more concerned about figuring out who to pencil in at the top of his shit list. It's all about his ego. It's all about who to point the finger at next. Robin and Cody are both trying to make it seem like Christine influenced the kids against him, that Christine brings her marital problems to the kids. She turns the kids against their dad, that Christine poisons the well against Cody. Robin wants to make Christine look bad and irresponsible as a parent, but all she did was poke the bear. The kids all see that Robin and her kids get different treatment from Cody than they all do. And Robin now wants to question Christine. What did you tell the kids? Why would they think this? She wants to vilify Christine and blame Christine for influencing them. And it's not working. Cody and Robin's concern right now should be how they can fix the relationships and quell the dysfunction. But instead, Robin wants to point fingers at Christine and Cody wants to figure out what kids' names to put on his blacklist. These people, Robin and Cody, aren't about the family. They are in it for their egos and themselves and their priority is their own interests. It's lying and deflecting to try and feel superior and Cody trying to get names to add to the people he hates. Cody has problems with everyone in his family, but Robin and her kids. And he needs to ask himself why that is exactly and consider that maybe he is the problem. He seems more concerned with satisfying the needs of his ego and getting names than focusing on the real problem, which is himself. Cody and Robin are so concerned with their selfish interests and their egos and being superior that they really end up revealing their true colors and sticking their foot in it every time. Robin asks why the kids would think that. She's attempting to make Christine look bad, like she influences the kids to hate them. But Christine lets her know the kids see how Cody favors her, and all it does is expose Robin's character and bring out and confirm the truth we all see that Robin is the favorite wife and her house gets the preferential treatment from Cody. And it shows how hateful and deflective she and Cody are. They don't care about the family. They don't care about the dynamics. They don't care about improving the relationships. They don't care about what's important. They don't have the right priorities. They are just looking for where to point the finger next so they can try to spin the narrative and feel superior. Anything but pointing the finger at themselves Anything but being authentic and telling the truth and accepting accountability. So Christine says they saw how things were in their family and how separate they have been in Flagstaff. Robin says that's the family group. That's the culture. It's not the individual relationships. Christine says they also saw that she and Cody were struggling for a long time. The kids said it looked like in Vegas that she and Cody weren't close anymore. And Robin interrupts Christine and tells her, that's a lie, aggressively. Robin says she remembers the conversations. She remembers what was going on. She remembers Janelle and Cody making their relationship better than it ever had been. She remembers Cody talking with Christine and them having fun dates and hearing about it and seeing her relationship 
with Cody. Robin says either they were faking it in front of her or she doesn't know. To me, it looks like Robin is in the beginning stages of Alzheimer's or dementia, just saying anything that comes to her mind in disorganized thoughts. Christine was looking at Robin like the whack job she is, and Janelle was looking at her like she was some dog shit on the bottom of her shoe when her name was mentioned. These women both looked at Robin like she was having a breakdown with pity in their eyes, the way one would look at a three-legged cat. I think Robin knows this is about her being the favorite wife and a big part of Christine leaving is that Cody picks a clear favorite and he makes it known and Robin feels guilt and she knows those kids Christine talks to also notice that she is the favorite wife and that she and her kids get the preferential treatment and that Cody neglects everyone else and that Cody creates hoops for everyone to jump through to get crumbs from him. They know he phones it in everywhere else but at Robin's house and that it's like pulling teeth when Cody does show up. It's on Robin's mind. She feels guilt. She knows she is part of the cause of the ruin in this family and its healthier dynamics. And because she feels it and she denies that it's the truth, the truth is spilling out of her in her mishearing things and blurting things out. And she is so outraged that Christine revealed that Cody's kids have supported her leaving, asking her when she will leave, encouraging it, outing how bad the relationships are between Cody and most of his kids. She knows a lot of the resentment is about her being the favorite wife, and that's why she is always defensive. That's why she's always angry and being a mean girl. She is responding to what is weighing on her guilty conscience and what has destroyed this family, that she is the favorite wife. She is dispelling the guilt of it, responding to it, thinking Christine said it because she feels guilty. It's on her mind. It's on her conscience. She knows it's the truth because she's a wackadoo, one flew over the cuckoo's nest type of chick. She basically said what Christine said her kids experienced, that her marriage has been bad since Vegas is a lie. She knows her being Cody's favorite has destroyed the family And so she says, Janelle had a good marriage. You guys had a good marriage. You went on dates. Either you were lying in front of me or I don't know what happened. Because Robin wants to make it known hers wasn't the only good relationship. Christine never said in Vegas the only good relationship was Robin and Cody's. She said her relationship with Cody wasn't good, even going back to Vegas and the kids noticed issues since then. Robin knows she is the issue, so she points out in her guilt, I wasn't the only good marriage. There was Janelle and Cody too doing dates. You were going on dates because she feels it and she knows it and she isn't the brightest bulb, so she doesn't know how to keep her thoughts to herself. It just spills everywhere like explosive diarrhea. Christine doesn't know exactly why Robin is saying she is lying. I personally think she forgot her all that morning or perhaps her mood stabilizers. It was crazy how angry old mother hen Robin got. She was calling her a liar and she was saying it like she got satisfaction from it. It was bizarre. Christine says she and Cody did struggle in Vegas and her kids did see it. Robin says Christine is sitting here saying that everybody's relationships were struggling in Vegas that they didn't have what they had 
and that she and Cody were the only ones who were okay, and that's not true. Christine never said everybody's relationship was struggling in Vegas, but Robin and Cody's, she never mentioned Robin and Cody once, or Robin. Robin can't seem to keep Christine's name out of her mouth, and she can't stop interfering where it's not her place either. Robin is projecting that Christine said that or somehow implied it because she is leaking her guilt for being the favorite wife and knowing that she is. It was rude, classless, and incredibly disrespectful to call Christine a liar and to attempt to invalidate her experience and her truth and the truth of her kids. She expressed in that conversation, Robin is a very ugly human inside and out, filled with rage, just like her winner of a husband. When Cody and Robin lose the show and TLC does a spinoff with just Christine and Janelle and the kids and Mary every now and then, maybe Cody can get sponsored by Nissan or Marathon Ramen. He can be their face, the face of Ramen. He certainly has the hair for it, for now at least. Eyebrow says, you can't say this was all a big fat lie. She says she wants everyone to just be honest about where it was at that time. It wasn't just she and Cody. Steen and Janelle are looking at Robin like the insane asylum staff are coming to swoop her up. I think Robin knows her being the favorite wife and her prioritizing Cody over the group and the larger family when she came in started this. It magnified this mess and she wants people to validate her that she and Cody weren't the only good couple to obscure the truth that she is the favorite wife and the only good marriage relationship Cody has. See, if eyebrows zipped it, no one would be mentioning her or discussing her relationship with Cody at all. No one has mentioned her being the favorite or that her relationship with Cody is the only good one. No one said a word at all. Notice in Robin's guilt, she is the only one mentioning her being the favorite and that she and Cody are the only good relationship. It's all coming from her. She's racked with guilt subconsciously and now it's all coming out. The only one this whole time who mentioned Cody and Robin's relationship or all the other relationships is Robin. The whole time, everyone else only mentioned Christine and Christine and Cody and their relationship. The only time Robin is mentioned or her relationship with Cody is mentioned is when she inserts herself and she mentions it herself, making it more obvious that she indeed is the favorite wife and that she indeed is the only one with a good relationship with Cody or she wouldn't be getting so defensive about it. She is the only one saying it. No one else mentioned her name but her. So in trying to deny the truth and hide her guilt, her guilty conscience has really let it all flop out. I watch true crime a lot, and when a person is guilty or feels guilty, inevitably it leaks out. And this is what I think happened today with Robin, the favorite wife. It all just leaked out, and she did it to herself with her own mouth because she feels guilty, she knows it's true, she is the favorite wife, and she has the only good relationship with Cody. Remember what the professor said, guys? There can't be a favorite wife. The husband has to hide who the favorite wife is. He can't flaunt it. He can't be blatant and make it obvious. He has to do things 
fair and equal across the board with each branch within the larger family, or it all goes to hell in a polygamous family unit. If you want the dynamic to work, there can't be a favorite. Everything that professor said has come to pass in this family. Everything he said that depends on the success or failure of the dynamic of a polygamous family has happened and the family is destroyed. I find that so interesting. Mary says in confessional that she thinks Robin misunderstood what Christine said. It sounded to Mary like Christine was quoting questions she had been asked and Robin took it like it was just about herself and Cody. Christine says they were trying to make it work in Vegas and Janelle makes it known that she has been aware that there have been problems for a long time and Robin says she had no idea she didn't know. In confessional, Janelle says, this is a weird interchange because she has seen that Christine and Cody have been in a bad spot for a long time. And it feels to Janelle like Robin and Cody are trying to invalidate Christine to tell her that she is being crazy and to make it look like Christine is leaving Cody on a whim. And Janelle says it's the weirdest thing for her to watch this. Janelle was the only one in the group who tried to back Christine and she seemed speechless. She was so shocked by Robin's abusive and inappropriate behavior. Janelle is admitting that it looks like Robin and Cody are attempting to work together to discount Christine and to try and make her look crazy or irrational. They are both ganging up on Christine, attempting to gaslight her and attempting to make her look like she is lying or misperceiving reality through her warped perception. They are trying to make her look irrational or crazy for telling the truth. They are doing everything they can to gaslight and discount Christine, and Janelle picks up on it, and she picks up on Cody and Robin trying to make it seem like Christine is not being truthful, and like Christine is being irrational, leaving on a whim, as if it wasn't a heavily weighed, painful, difficult decision for Christine to make that was incredibly emotional and gut-wrenching for Christine to make. We know Christine struggled for decades in her marriage. We know that Christine was very thorough and thoughtful. She examined her divorce from every possible angle and perspective. She didn't make this decision on a whim. It was a long time coming. It wasn't all of a sudden or out of the blue like Cody makes it seem. Cody knows this. He wants to make Christine look impulsive. He never hesitates to make his wives look like they are irrational when he is the irrational nut in the bunch. Remember the Utah move pitch when Cody was the loudest voice of opposition? When Christine pitched the idea of a move to Utah to the group? What did Cody do behind closed doors? Privately, he was giddy, excited like a schoolboy about the move. He was enthusiastic about the idea. He was excited about the prospect. He encouraged Christine. He made Christine believe he would back her and support her when she pitched the idea to the group. And then he saw Robin's nose crinkle like a haggard old witch at the idea of possibly moving to Utah. And then he became the loudest voice of opposition and it shocked Christine to her core. She felt betrayed by her husband, thrown under the bus. Cody wanted to move to Utah. He told Christine so in private. He mentioned it many times on the show. He even mentioned it to Leo during Mary's inn opening. He was a coward. 
he would sooner betray Christine, his wife of 27 years, now ex-wife and the mother of his kids, rather than stand up for what he himself wanted because he doesn't want to be tarred and feathered by his other wives. So he hung Christine out to dry. She wasn't expecting it. And when she reacted emotionally and she was in tears at the frustration and at the betrayal, Cody said he didn't know why Christine was acting so irrationally. One minute happy, the next emotional. He said he couldn't understand it. He painted Christine as overreacting, being too emotional, being too sensitive, being irrational, claiming he didn't understand her reaction, her emotional swing. It wasn't appropriate. It wasn't warranted. Only later did Cody admit he, in fact, was enthusiastic about the possibility of moving to Utah in private with Christine. But when the incident happened, he not only betrayed his wife, He painted her as the crazy, irrational one. He knew why she had such a profound emotional reaction. And he lied and he said he didn't get why she was acting this way. He tried to make Christine look crazy rather than admitting the truth of what he wants and that he is a coward with no backbone, afraid of his favorite wife and the wrath of the goblin. Christine didn't make this divorce decision lightly. She considered herself. She considered her kids. She considered all the other kids in the family, all the other wives. She considered how the dynamics in the family would change without her. She considered everything and she felt the weight of her choice and she struggled with it. She agonized over it. She struggled with causing the family hurt or pain. She worried about everyone and their well-being. When she made this choice, it took a lot It took a toll on her. It took a lot out of her. It weighs on her the weight of all the years, the weight of disrupting what she was a part of for all those years, the weight of disrupting what she built for all those years. All of that was with Christine. She was a part of building this family and now she's leaving. Christine thought about all of this when she made this choice. And it's insulting when Cody and Robin discount Christine's experience and they try to paint her as emotional or irrational or crazy or impulsive like she made the decision to divorce Cody on a whim it wasn't on a whim it's been decades in the making it's not Christine's fault if Cody is slow on the uptake Christine made it clear for years Cody wants to play like he's dense and that's his choice he knew what was coming he chose to ignore it like every other inconvenience in his life Cody hopes if he ignores it it will just disappear Christine says they had so many more realistic conversations last year. And Cody and Robin interrupts. She says they don't talk, though. They don't communicate. They don't communicate very well at all. So Robin says she doesn't see how that could even be legitimate. Christine tells Robin they communicated better the last six months. She asks Cody, don't you think so? But Cody says no, he doesn't think so. In confessional, Cody says... Please stop staying here. Your stuff is out. I'm leaving. We're breaking up. It's all been in Christine's court. She has just had control over everything over that. Cody says it made Christine feel powerful, so she feels like she is communicating. Cody wants to make it seem like Christine is on some type of power trip when that's not the case. Christine tries to say that she and Cody did communicate. They had conversations last year. 
And Robin rudely interrupts to discount what Christine is saying she experienced in her marriage. This is Christine and Cody's marriage, not Robin, Cody, and Christine's marriage. It isn't Robin's place to speak on it, and it's disgusting and disrespectful of her to feel entitled to invalidate Christine. It only makes her look daft. He is basically calling Christine a liar again, saying Christine and Cody don't communicate well, so she doesn't see how Christine is saying they communicated well and a lot last year, She doesn't see how what Christine is saying could even be legitimate because she wants people to think Christine is illegitimate. Christine is not credible. Christine is not truthful. Christine lies. All viewers will take from that is that Robin has a disgusting character to disparage a woman brave enough to speak on her broken marriage and divorce. Shows Robin has no shame. She has no class. She has no limits or boundaries. And that Robin would be willing to invalidate a woman's experience, a woman who was brave enough to speak up when she herself has been through a divorce. Cody says Christine has taken charge. She calls all the shots without considering him. She doesn't communicate well. Cody says Christine had control over everything, so she felt powerful, and because she is powerful, or in Cody's mind, overbearing, She thinks that she is being strong and that she is communicating. And Cody's saying that's not communication. Christine communicated for 27 years. Cody ignored it. Christine packing Cody's stuff is communication. She isn't legally married to Cody, technically under the eyes of the law. She is not legally Cody's wife. She is not legally Cody's anything. It's her house in her name. She does not want Cody, her ex-husband, in her house. Her packing the boxes told Cody she is done in this marriage. She is done working and trying. It's over. And when you know it's over, you leave. You break up. You don't ask permission to break up. You just do it. Christine verbally communicated, I do not want you sleeping here. Cody told her, I do not want to have sex with you. I do not want intimacy with you. He did not want a marriage with Christine. And she told him she was done. She does not want to accept a sexless, loveless marriage. He doesn't want to have an intimate, love-filled marriage. He has no interest in a functional marriage. It's over. It's going nowhere. Christine asked Cody if they can discuss intimacy. And he said, no, but we'll see how good you are with your sister wives, how good of a sister wife you are. Christine doesn't want a marriage where sex is a manipulative tool to leverage and control her behavior with another wife to Cody's liking. She doesn't want that. She said she doesn't want the marriage, and Cody said he is unwilling to change. He doesn't want what she wants. They both want different things in the marriage. So what else is there to communicate? Christine communicated. She isn't willing to compromise on having a good relationship with her husband and getting her wants and needs met in her marriage to Cody. Cody is fine with a loveless, sexless marriage. He has no interest in having a good relationship with Christine, putting an effort in, or meeting any of her wants and needs. The marriage is over. What more communication does there need to be? Christine communicated. Cody expected her to accept a loveless, sexless marriage where sex is a reward for good behavior. 
Cody is just intimidated by Christine's confidence, self-assurance, and independence. He wants women who are submissive, who will bend the knee and rely on him and prioritize him as the center of their world. And Christine has evolved from that. Christine communicates. Cody communicates, although not well. They want different things in their marriage. When two people in a marriage want different things, it doesn't work, end of story. And no matter how functional the communication, it won't change the fact that both people in the marriage want different things from the marriage. No amount of communication will convince one person to accept less than what they want from the marriage. Cody wants to give the impression that Christine wants to dominate him, that she is on a power trip. That isn't the case. Christine said she feels she isn't important to Cody. She feels her kids aren't important to Cody. She feels another wife and kids matter more than she and her kids do to Cody. She wasn't on a power trip. Cody sees even a smidgen of autonomy or independence in his wives as domination. He feels threatened by assertiveness and confidence. Cody thinks everything is a move to garner power and control. And it's not that way for Cody's other wives and kids. Cody misperceives it that way and he projects that mentality and mindset onto everyone he is dealing with because everything for Cody comes down to how much power and control he has over his family, how obedient they are. And obedience to Cody is defined as loyalty and respect in his warped mind. He's threatened by Christine because Christine will never submit to his patriarchy. And Christine scares Cody because she took her life in her hands. She took charge of her happiness and fulfillment. And she detached all of her security and self-worth and confidence from Cody. And that agitates him because he wants to be the son everyone revolves around. And he will never be the son again ever for Christine. And he knows that. So all he can do now is try to paint Christine as domineering and overbearing because he wishes he could dominate his wives. He knows he can't anymore. He holds no power. They don't wait for his crumbs that he dispenses. They don't wait for his attention. Their worlds don't revolve around him. They don't rely on Cody for their sense of security. They don't depend on him. He isn't their leader. He isn't their authority. He isn't their revered patriarch. He isn't their son, and he will never be. And rather than admit the truth that he feels threatened by Christine, he wants to paint her as aggressive and overbearing. But everyone with a brain cell or two left can see that's not the case and that Christine has just found her voice. She is a strong, independent woman who survived a lot and she is brave and exemplary. And a lot of viewers admire Christine as a woman and as a mother. Viewers respect Christine. I definitely do. And when Cody and Robin do all they can to villainize Christine and minimize her experience, all it shows is how threatened they are, how inauthentic they are, the low level of character they operate with, the lack of morals and respect they have for other people, and especially their family. They will stop at nothing to try and make themselves look better, to try and further their own interests and their own optics, even at the expense of their own family and the mother of Cody's kids. And it says a lot about the type of people they are and their mindsets, their delusions, their paranoia, their manipulative nature. And all it does is make viewers adore Christine even more. And it makes viewers really despise these two despicable nitwits, Humpty and Dumpty, Kotex and Goblin, Cody and Robin, King Narcissus and Queen Narcissa. 
It really puts their problematic personality traits on full display when they carry on like this with no shame. It makes them look worse, but they're too unintelligent to see the big picture. They actually think this bullshit is helping reframe them in a better light. They actually believe they can set the narrative and manipulate viewers, and really it just makes them look less intelligent and more unhinged up there. Christine says she thinks she and Cody tried. It's not that they didn't try. And Robin bitchily tells Christine, that's fine, that's you guys' relationship, but don't lump all the other relationships in with it. Christine never said a word about anyone else's relationship but hers. Robin is the only one who mentioned Janelle's relationship when it wasn't her place, and Janelle didn't appreciate that, and she was the only one who mentioned her own relationship with Cody. No one else said a word. Christine only ever mentioned her relationship. Never once did she mention Robin or Robin and Cody's relationship. Robin did that all herself in her own guilt, bleeding it everywhere, and then she triangulated Janelle into it by mentioning her relationship because Robin is a full nutcase, Costco-sized family pack. Christine tells Robin she isn't trying to lump in the other relationships. She tells Robin she doesn't understand why she is saying that. Christine stays calm. She knows Robin is a nut and a shit stirrer, but Robin is seething. Her voice sounds hateful and bitter, like the ultimate Karen about to melt down. Her chin and jaw is already melting into that neck like the bitter old mother hen she is. Robin is vicious and angry and constipated 24-7. That stick is impacted way up there in that ass. She needs a proctologist to remove it. It is so deeply implanted. Good God, what is this woman like on a good day? She's always uptight and constipated. Has she ever just had a beer, chilled out with a glass of wine, smoked herself a joint? This woman needs to chill the fuck out. Everything is intense. Her eyebrows, her anger, her rage towards Christine. She was so happy and proud of herself to call Christine a liar. She looked like a bully at recess. What the fuck is wrong with this woman? Seriously, what is wrong with her? I guess her heart is emaciated. It just doesn't swell with love the way it used to. Robin says Christine is saying the only relationship that was going okay is her and Cody, and it's not true. Christine says she did not say that. Robin tells Christine she did say that. She said in Vegas, the only people who were close were she and Cody. Christine says again, she did not say that. Guys, I watched this episode three times. I watched the first time just for myself as a viewer to see what goes down. Then usually I'm super annoyed after, so eventually I'll watch it again when I medicate with some legal cannabis. I'll watch it again just to kind of gauge my thoughts after I get over the initial frustration. Then I watch it again, obviously, to do my script. And the only person who mentioned Robin and Cody's relationship at all was Robin herself. I know because I saw it three times. The first time I watched, the second time I watched, and then the time I watched to write my script. So I know for sure, unless they edited it out, which I doubt that Christine didn't say that. The only person who mentioned Robin or Robin and Cody's relationship at all was Robin herself. 
her guilty conscience leaking everywhere, staining everything, creating confusion. And she verbally and emotionally abused Christine by trying to invalidate her experience of marriage with Cody and by trying to invalidate and dismiss that Christine is divorced. Robin has no class. She's a very rude person who seems not with it, just like her husband. I don't know what's in their water in those pipes at that mansion. I'm starting to wonder because the way these two behave, it looks like a cross between amateur hour at the elementary school recess and the dementia clinic at the senior center. Robin mishears a lot constantly and she loves to speak when it's not her place and her mind is definitely not clear and all there all of the time. She can't even follow a simple conversation. She projects her delusion on everyone else. I think this woman needs a brain scan stat. Christine never mentioned Robin's name. Robin did it all. Robin is playing childish games, but recess is over, honey. Recess ended over two decades ago for her, if not more, but she's still mentally playing hopscotch or running around on the jungle gym. That poor soul doesn't know her head from her ass. She's confused. Christine says she did not say it, and Robin asks, then what did Christine say? Christine says she doesn't know what she said, but she did not say that the only relationship that was good in Vegas was Robin and Cody's. Robin says that is what she heard and that is why she was getting frustrated. Cody jumps in to say that's why Robin mentioned that he and Janelle had a good relationship in Vegas. Robin says she knows a little. She doesn't know everything, of course, but she knows what the relationship was like between Cody and Mary and Janelle and Cody and those relationships were in such a good place in Vegas. In confessional, Janelle says she doesn't like being pulled into this and using her relationship as an example as ammunition against Christine and she is sitting there wanting to say something and she doesn't know what to say. Janelle knows Robin is being manipulative and triangulating her into it, and she doesn't want to be involved. She sees exactly what is happening, and she refuses to participate. She refuses to be involved. See how she knows Robin is trying to use things like her good relationship with Cody in Vegas as ammunition against Christine, as something to delegitimize Christine? She knows Robin's goal is to go against Christine, to dismiss her, to discount her, to invalidate her. See how it's us versus them and how it comes straight from Robin perpetuating it? Christine tells Robin she is sorry she never meant that in Vegas. All she said was she and Cody were struggling in Vegas. In confessional, Robin says she must have gotten confused because she doesn't know how she got that out of what Christine said. Cody says they have been 12 years or 11 years public trying to convince the world that they have something legitimate. Cody says they have worked so hard begging the public to accept their marriage and their family. And in a moment, Christine decides they're divorced and it feels like it delegitimizes everything he has worked for for so long just because one of his four polygamous marriages ended in divorce and it failed. It does not mean it delegitimizes all Cody has worked for. Now he wants to blame Christine for making it look like polygamy isn't functional, that it doesn't work just because one marriage failed. It doesn't mean the whole family is illegitimate or that the whole thing is a sham. 
it is in Cody's case, but even in a stable polygamous situation, if one marriage doesn't work, does it mean the whole thing's a failure? Not necessarily. In this case, it does mean that it's a failure though. Cody wants to blame Christine for all the failed marriages in his family. The reason Cody and Christine's marriage failed, other than them being incompatible, is Cody is incapable of better as a husband and a father, and he refuses to make an effort, and Christine made all the effort alone. The only option to make her marriage work was for her to shove down her needs and wants, and to ignore the needs and wants of her kids, and to accept less than she and her kids deserve, as she tolerates a loveless, sexless marriage for the rest of her life. Cody was unwilling to do anything differently so Christine could accept something unfulfilling or she could leave. Now Cody wants to put the failure of this whole family dynamic and all the marriages and his failure as a polygamist husband and father on Christine. He wants to make it seem like Christine leaving him has ruined what he tried to do with the show, which was getting the public to accept their family and their polygamous lifestyle. Christine leaving Cody doesn't mean the public won't accept his family as it is or the lifestyle. Cody knows he failed at making polygamy look like a healthy, viable lifestyle. He did so with his own choices and his own mistakes and his own bad behavior. He did so himself with his own hands, with his own behavior. It had nothing to do at all with Christine leaving. Cody delegitimized everything with his own behavior and with the way he conducted himself within his lifestyle and he wants to blame Christine because it's convenient and it removes accountability from him and he knows it's his fault. It's not Christine's fault and it's an unfair burden to place on her. Cody always says he wants people to take accountability. He wants his kids to own their choices. Instead of putting his failures on Christine, his failure at polygamy resulting from his bad behavior and mistakes and poor choices and the way he conducted himself as a husband and a father in the lifestyle, maybe he should own his mistakes and place the burden of his failure where it belongs at his feet. He doesn't get to put this on Christine. Cody delegitimized everything he worked for all by himself by picking a favorite wife by picking favorite kids, by giving his favorite wife and kids preferential treatment, by creating hoops for his kids and wives to jump through, by using his presence as a father and as a husband as a reward for submitting to him by calling this a patriarchy, by abusing and manipulating and neglecting his wives and kids, by not giving all of his households fair and equal investment and time, by not appreciating his family, and more. Cody did this all by himself. He delegitimized everything he worked for with his own behavior, with his own choices, with his own words like, my family are an obstacle to my goals in life. He doesn't get to put this on Christine. This is on Cody and only Cody. This is on Cody's hands. Cody delegitimized all he worked for himself and he's just too arrogant to see it. And he will always, always be his own worst enemy. This is not on Christine. It's easier to blame Christine than for Cody to be authentic and own his choices and own that his choices and decisions and behaviors are what toppled his house of cards. Christine says in confessional that when she chose to leave Cody, she knew she would be open publicly about it 
And this was a decision she was making that everyone would know. It wasn't a private decision. Other people outside the family would know. The public would know. And one of the things that she was concerned about was would she be considered a fraud? Would she be considered a liar? Christine knows without a doubt that she has tried for years to make this work. She has a clear conscience knowing that she gave it her best. So she says, if people want to look at her and think otherwise, okay, she can't do anything about that. Being a mom is her most important thing, but she could not, with a clear conscience, stay married to someone who had favorites and made it very known and someone who was breaking her kids' hearts. She needed to stand with them instead, and she wanted to do it for them. Christine gets emotional, so she gets up to take a moment, and the episode ends there. First of all, I doubt Christine would ever care to listen to this podcast, but I doubt anyone who regularly watches this show would ever, ever think she was a fraud. Christine is brave. It's very courageous to air your heartbreak in public, to air your struggles in public. You have to be vulnerable with strangers and on top of it, face the court of public opinion. And that isn't for the faint of heart. Christine is a strong, courageous, brave woman. And Christine has shown many women in unfulfilled, unhappy, controlling relationships that they can reclaim their life. They can have hope. They can be free. They can overcome. And she has also shown many polygamous women as well that they can have a voice, that they should care about their happiness, that they should have their needs and wants met, that they should have a voice, that they should be viewed as equals. There is a life after polygamy if they want that. She gives women hope and strength and courage to find their inner strength and to find their voice. Christine is kind. She's compassionate. She's an amazing mom. She communicates well. She prioritizes her kids and what is best for them. She prioritizes the people she loves. She is loyal and true to all kids in the family. She's supportive and she will sacrifice for those she loves. She won't be considered a fraud or a liar. Viewers know while she was preaching about the benefits of polygamy back in season one, that behind closed doors, she was saying she hated polygamy, even while she advocated for it on the show. And viewers understand that she was making a TV show. She also just had Truly, or she was pregnant with Truly at the time, and she had a husband who refused to validate or address a single one of her struggles with the lifestyle or the resulting emotional roller coaster. And it was probably so difficult to voice her feelings, only to be met with anger and dismissal from her husband. On top of her struggles, she had to film. The family needed the TLC paycheck. No one faults Christine. No one with brain cells thinks she's a liar. Christine is far from it. She's honest. She's authentic. She is genuine. She's candid. Even when it's hard for her, even when it brings up her pain, she is honest. She is raw. She is real. She doesn't owe viewers anything. She doesn't have to show us her truth. She doesn't have to show us her pain and vulnerability. She doesn't have to explain herself after so many seasons. We may not know this woman personally, but we see her and we know at least, I know that she wasn't intentionally trying to sell viewers a lie. If anything, she showed us the authentic experience of a woman unfulfilled and unhappy in her marriage to a man with many narcissistic traits who also happened to be a polygamist. She was real, she was open, she was authentic in front of the cameras. 
in her face. She was exposed for the world to see. That's difficult. That takes balls. That's badass. Just because her marriage didn't work, it doesn't make her a liar and it doesn't make her a failure. Christine and Janelle, by the way, are the most authentic women of the bunch. Mary is authentic too, most of the time. Christine isn't a liar. A liar wouldn't show her suffering and vulnerability. To show her true emotions and her true life experiences, they would just hide it. They would sweep it under the rug. They would put on a smile and put on a show. Christine doesn't do that. Christine gives the viewers Christine, real, raw, and unedited, and she doesn't hide the hard parts and the aspects that are less than ideal. She gave us an honest look at a polygamous family, an authentic glimpse into what it looks like for the wives, what they struggle with, what they endure, what they overcome. She didn't have to be real. She didn't have to say, this is who I am, take it or leave it. But she was brave and she was courageous. And when she did this show, she did it all the way. Let people say what they like. You can't please the world. Some people will like you, some people will hate you. You will never please everyone 100% of the time. So I say, let it be. Let people think what they want or say what they want. The right people will always see who you are. The right people will always know your truth. Viewers don't know Christine. We don't know her. We only get brief, highly edited, produced snapshots of this woman and her life and the life of the Brown family. We don't live it. We aren't in it. But Christine knows her truth and she was brave enough to show it and she will help and inspire so many others to take control of their life and to take charge of their happiness and there will always be haters. Fuck them. Fuck them all. Be authentic. Be yourself. And the people on your wavelength will know what you're about. The only person who matters as far as what they think of you is yourself. But I strongly believe, honestly, that most viewers are Christine fans and they see her truth and they honor it and it doesn't really matter what people think. Christine is a phenomenal mom. She is the heart of the Brown family. And Christine refusing to take less than what she deserves and less than what her kids deserve will break the cycle and teach her kids to always make sure their wants and needs are being met and that they will never accept, they will never take less than they deserve and less than they invest into any relationship they are in. It will inspire her kids to be brave and courageous and independent and strong. She did all she could to try and make this work for 27 years. Cody isn't capable of better and that isn't her fault. He can't meet her wants and needs. He can't give Christine what she gives him and he can't give Christine what she deserves as her husband, now ex-husband. Cody also isn't capable to give the kids what they need from him, what they want from him, and what they deserve from him as their father. Now Cody has not only broken Christine's heart, but the hearts of her kids with his abusive, manipulative, neglectful behavior. And Christine prioritizes her kids. She protects them at all costs. So she can't stay with a man who breaks the hearts of his own kids, of her kids. Once Cody hurt her kids, once he broke their hearts, she said no more. And no one in the world should fault her for that. She should be admired for her courage in enduring this marriage for so long and finding a way to reclaim her happiness and find herself. And we all wish Christine a life filled with love, success, peace of mind, and happiness. We only have one life and we all deserve happiness. We all deserve love. We all deserve peace. We all deserve peace of mind.
And so for Christine, I wish that for her and for her kids. And I say, fuck the haters. Fuck the people who try to vilify her or who feel entitled to invalidate her experiences. Next time on Sister Wives, Mary says she has seen Christine's non-acceptance of Robin and Christine's disdain for her through the years. This is Mary jumping on Cody and Robin's train to paint Christine in a negative light because of her anger at Christine for leaving the family and for doing what she wishes she had the courage herself to do in leaving Cody. Cody is shouting, still with all of the adults, it's the same conversation from this week continued. Cody aggressively shouts, addressing Robin and Christine. He looks at Robin and says, she, meaning Christine, has treated you like dirt from the very beginning. He screams, that's the reason that he's pissed off. Christine hasn't treated Robin like dirt from the beginning. Christine is very smart at observing and she saw Robin coming from a mile away. She warned in the first season that some women want the husband, not the family. She said she feared Cody was replacing his family with Robin and her kids back in season one. Christine said she felt she would be losing her companion and best friend in Cody when Robin married him, when Robin courted him. Everything she said was a foreshadow of what came to pass. And in the beginning, Christine extended the olive branch to Robin. She even made that cross stitch for Robin when Robin was pregnant with Saul. Christine tried very hard, but Robin seems very threatened by Christine even from the start. So she perceived Christine as against her. And Christine did struggle with Robin entering the family. I think Christine saw the writing on the wall with Robin and she also made a huge effort with Robin. But Robin has no interest in the sister-wife relationships. She isn't all about the family. Robin is all about Robin and this bullshit narrative that Christine treated Robin like dirt is bullshit. Robin is not a victim. Christine is not a mean girl. If this episode and Robin's vulgar behavior did not display who the original mean girl was and that it's Robin, I don't know what would. But Christine is not mean to Robin. She isn't a bully. She isn't a mean girl. She may not have wanted to be Robin's best friend or braid Robin's hair at a sleepover, but if anyone mistreated anyone, just remember how Robin and Cody were making out and Cody had time to even go back for seconds knowing Christine is alone waiting in the hospital about to have Truly as her water just broke and Cody is supposed to be rushing to get Aspen and head back to the hospital because there is no telling when the baby will come once Christine's water breaks. Yet Cody had time to stop by his fiancés to kiss her and come back for seconds and his wife is birthing his baby baby truly waiting alone in a hospital if that isn't disrespect from robin and robin treating christine like absolute dirt i don't know what is robin is no victim robin is the backyard bully robin says it's kind of that last little bit of hope sort of dying Cody is screaming like an animal, putting on a show, yelling, man, it's just a knife in the kidney. Over all these years, the sacrifices that I made 
to love you. Wasted. Cody is really yelling in a rage. It's scary. He's shouting loudly and aggressively in a very scary, threatening way. If this is him on camera, imagine what he is capable of off camera in private. Mary says she is glad Cody said it. Christine says she is tired. She is tired. It's over. It was really very abusive yelling and Mary and Robin leave to follow Cody who walked off and Janelle stays and she just holds Christine hugging her. It's very sweet and very loving and very compassionate and very supportive. No man should yell at a woman the way Cody yelled at Christine during that exchange. It was disgusting. I'm really glad that Janelle was there. No one should talk to another human being the way Cody yelled at Christine. It was dehumanizing. It was demeaning. It was beyond abusive. It was disrespectful. And I'm happy Christine had Janelle there. After seeing that display from Cody, there is no doubt in my mind that when the cameras aren't rolling behind closed doors, this man could be capable of anything beyond the verbal and emotional abuse possibly. You already see that type of abuse displayed on camera episode after episode and it's really bad on camera. So imagine what he does off camera. I want to remind everyone to please check out Christine's cooking show, Cooking with Just Christine on the TLC website and Insta page. It comes out every Sunday just like Sister Wives. Show Christine some love and support. Let's get her lots of views. To my YouTube viewers, Please like and subscribe and let me know your thoughts on this episode of Sister Wives in the comments section if you like. I want to do another episode eventually of some of the insightful viewer comments I am getting. I recently read a very articulate comment that I want to share with you guys among others. I'll see you guys soon for the next episode of Sister Wives, the knife in the kidneys episode. We'll see how that goes. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.